This is Greg Pock, writer of Action Comics, Batman Superman, and Code Monkey Save World, which hits Comicsology on October 16th. You are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> You know what that is. That's the cat. That's the damn cat. That's the pissed, the pissed off cat. I'd be pissed off too if I couldn't get in bed. Seriously. Yeah. Rizzles. You know this. Hilarious. Oh my goodness. Maybe it's that I have, uh, for some reason it doesn't like the uh, Chrome deck. That could be. I'm not downloading it now. I don't want to copy it. Look at you. That's why he's so IT nice. guru. So good. You know what? I've decided. I, I heard someone at work use the word "guru" in a sentence. If you use "guru" in a sentence, you deserve to be like just kicking this off spot. It's, it, unless you're talking about a real guru, like an honest to god. I love guru. Gu- yeah, like a guru. And then you find use it. But if you say, "Wow, you're the HTML guru," you need to be kicked or punched or something. Punch in the tape. Or says no. Now, where are you getting the drivers from? If every time I'm clicking on it, saying "not found." Oh boy! I am at the um, started from at, the bottom. Now we're here. Well, I'm at I'm at um, well, I'm at the European site. Maybe that's why. Was well, that going to mess me up? They I, don't I, shave the European site very much. What's that? Oh yeah, yeah. they yeah. don't shave it. That's yeah. the Brazilian site. Ugh, no. What? The Philippines. What? I'm loving the Brazilian. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. You're dirty. Strength. You are dirty. Hurry. <laughs> Dirty, dirty. Ah, uh, goodness. Dirty. You know what arrived today? Um, I have no idea. Higgity hot tub. Yeah, of course know. it did, three days after we leave. What yeah, does man. the hot tub have to do with dirty, Jason? It should be clean, because it's a tub and you fill it with water it's, and you get yeah, bubbles. Yeah, but you get down and dirty in it. I don't want to think right. about it, unless I'm in there. Yeah, but who? Right. With. Awesome uh, discounts from that. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, 11 o'clock comics episode 287, and I'm Vince B. Sorry, I, normally there's a beat there and I can actually take something, a, a sip, but I am, um, I'm David Price. Fresh out my wheelchair, I'm Drake, start off on the bottom, now we have. <laughs> You're not Drake. Start that, off on the bottom, Please now don't be With Drake. that horrible, horrible <laughs> freaking song. Oh, it's got it. <laughs> uh, we're in the car, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. Um, no, you're not Drake. You're Jason Wood, everybody. Uh-oh. Fresh from New York Comic Con 2013, the greatest convention we never attended. <laughs> and, uh, we'll tell you more about that in a few, but first, don't have a con nipshin trying to find deep discounts <laughs> on your on your favorite funny books and collectibles. Shank. DCBS's prices are conducive to savings. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I'm hemorrhaging here. <laughs> so uh, you could get your favorite funny books and collectibles dirt cheap, such as from Dark Horse. It is our pal Dave Wachter uh, on pen- on illustrating, actually. Uh, written by Steve Niles and Matt Santoro. It's the Be- Breath of Bones. A Tale of the Golem. It's a hardcover. Get out of here. Yeah, uh, list price is fourteen ninety nine. Your price seven dollar forty nine cents. 
From IDW, it's the no-brainer of the month, Richard Stark's Parker. This time, it's called Slayground. It's a hardcover. Cover price, $17.99. Take it home for a lousy $8.99. And from Marvel, keep those fingers crossed because it's the Muppets Omnibus. A whopping 1,200 pages of comics that will only cost you, after discount, $24.99. That's 50% off the list price. That's it's a bargain. That's cra- I just hope it comes true. Uh, they do not mind late orders or late order editions, and you can get your previews dirt cheap, $1.12. If you're a first-time customer, you can enter the code that the lovely David Price will soon tell you into the pre-moistened slot and get an extra 8% off your already massively discounted order. David, what is that discount code? Discount code is EOC8. EOC8 gets you an extra 8%. Don't even hesitate. Just get your little fanny over to DCBService.com and reap the rewards of deep, deep discounts. They're amazing. you got to get there. That's right. So there you go. Now, we gots to do this. We gots to do the con recap. It's going to be a long one because we had Before we recap, what are we drinking during our recap? Are we still doing that? Yes. Well, of course we do. Our, in, our boy's not here tonight. We've got to keep carrying on the story. represent. Right. In case you haven't noticed, Chris is not here. He's on a curling adventure. With no. Well, he, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I think he is. He's not here. He's not he's here. Just, just not here. He might be here later. But what? right now. Says who? Here. Did he say he that? Says the message that he sent earlier today. Yes. Well, I'm not connecting him. Hey, everybody. I'm drinking Peppy Mac. I'll connect nice. him. How about you, David? I am drinking some from California, a Blackstone Merlot. Wow. How is it? Not as good as what we were sipping Saturday night, but overall it's not too bad. It is not, it's, it's. Does it make the glass disappear? It does not, no, no, and it doesn't, doesn't make it look better. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't pretty it up, but no, it's, it's, it's not bad. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. You know, you get what you pay for. I, I, I liked it. Nice. And I am washing down my hastily eaten dinner with uh, some Miller Lite. There you go. The beer of champions. Champions? At least Hercules today. drinks that. Hercules. Correct. Hercules. He drank out of the 70s. Heracles, Hercules, Ares, Gilgamesh, Agamemnon, and Woodrow. Oh, I was talking about the champions. Angel. Ghost Rider, Hercules, yeah, Black Widow, Black Widow was uh, who else? You know, you want Iceman in the fucking California sun, no doubt. Well, it doesn't matter to him; he's Iceman, right? Did uh, are are we caught up on Battle of the Atom? Nope. Yes, I'm not. Yeah. I did, and and I had my and well, see, okay, so this kind of ties into our chat because we um. Just jumping ahead a little bit. I'm, I'm gonna try to stay linear, but we we <laughs> chatted for a bit with uh, with Ed McGinnis, and uh, and he in his portfolio had model sheets for the um, future X Men, and I, for some ridiculous reason, asked Ed, "Why are there model sheets for why, why do you have drawings of the future X Men from Battle of the Ed?" And he goes, "Because I designed them." Which yeah, know, he did. Well enough yep. And and he had. Um, he had one of the characters who's revealed in Battle of the Atom. Uh, he had his name written because it wasn't 
they don't say his name until uh, they actually. I don't think they say his name at all in, in character. But when he reveals himself, and I had to quickly cover it because um, my booze hadn't caught up to that yet on on in the event. So <laughs> I don't think I didn't want anything. I don't think cotton's a word. It is tonight. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You don't want to be caught? All right, whatever. You, you were awesome because you just plopped your hand right over it. I did. You went, I probably, I probably and I, some shit. I probably ripped the cover in half. Nah, it was, on, it was under plastic. But you know what? We should just continue with the Ed McGinnis discussion, and then we'll... we'll that was an awesome discussion. Drive back. Yeah, we, we, we really are jumping all over. Well, no, we? because Jason was very hesitant to... Yeah. To, ask, to solicit Mr. McGinnis to do a square on his jam piece. Correct. And you needed an angel, Warren Worthington, not an archangel, but just plain old, either red or blue angel. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, geez, why don't you get McGinnis to do it? And he's like, ah, it's going to be too much, Stop. or he's not going to have time, or he's, he's it's an understanding just impression. because he's like one of the greatest ever, he's, he's very intimidating. <laughs> and I said, what the hell? Like, let's just go ask him. I mean, it, it won't hurt. And well, he, because you're such a social butterfly and I'm so reclusive. Was I not this time? You were. I know. Man. 80 and, pounds off and you're a new man. And to our surprise, Mr. McGinnis was the most down-to-earth, approachable. Once you got him talking, you could not shut the man up. And he was just awesome. We spent about a half an hour with him. He all told. was awesome. He was. He was re- laughing at himself, like did not take himself seriously at all. Not at all. He's just a, a Boston Irish good old boy. Just- yeah. Just uh, and his his dealer Mike was cool, and they were sitting next to Dexter Vines, who was jumping in on the conversation. It was uh, I think as I think back on this show, the uh, the thing we remember most is just how many fun conversations we had with creators. Yep. Just 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 talking. I mean, we spent the whole weekend just talking to people. Yep. I mean, well, that, really that, that's why I said the the greatest con we never attended because mm-hmm. we our feet touched the main floor for no more than twenty minutes. Because it was wall-to-wall people and uncomfortable, cramped. It took forever to get maybe 100, 200 feet. Uh, so we just turned around and got the hell out, and we never went back. We spent the entire convention four days in Artist Alley, and it was yep. the best convention. Well, three days for me. Well, yeah. Three for the Daxter. Yeah. Right. But um, back to yeah, McGinnis. I, mean, I, I will say that. I mean, I don't know if we want to do opening impressions, but I will say that... Um, that uh, this is right up there, if not at the top of of the best cons ever. Yeah. And, uh, the only one I think really holds a candle to it is the, at least for me, is the uh, the first C two E two that we all were together. Right. Yeah. Um, that was pretty damn was, good. Which was awesome and and tons of laughs and just a blast. But I think you know this was just um and and I you know I guess it's like with all things with me it's about expectations. Right. I mean I knew we'd have fun. But because of the enormity of the show and how cramped and crowded it had gotten, I, you know, I thought it would be a con that we would, we would make the most of, but that there would be times that we were like, oh, this is a dread, you know, and there'd be, especially like on a Saturday where we, we even had talked heading into this weekend about possibly not even doing the con on Saturday, depending on how we were feeling that we would right. just do stuff in the city. And, uh, you know, I have to say it just, it just fell into to place and, the reason, I mean, the number one reason logistically is something that David was well aware of, but you and I weren't because we weren't there last year, which is just the way that the Javits has Artist Alley set up on its own now. Yeah. And uh, that made it so much better than it had been in years past. It was so the awesomest. Yep. They, they yeah. were really very smart to do that. Yeah. Because um, 
for the most part, I mean, there there was a couple uh, stragglers of the like the cosplayers wandering in, but by and large, they didn't really come over unless they were soliciting artists for something. There there wasn't just random cosplayers walking through just bothering everybody. Um, like I said, for the most part. You went up to the main floor, and that was the problem. You'd get about three feet. Someone would stop, disrupt the flow, take a picture, get another four feet. Someone would stop. And it's, like, so annoying, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's really not conducive to fun at all, unless you're in the costumes. Then, yeah, live it up. But um, I want to talk more about McGinnis before I forget. Yeah, do it up. He was talking about uh, the man is very self-conscious of his early work. Yes. He was talking about his Majestic stuff for uh, Wildstorm, wasn't it? Majestic? Yeah. Yes. Right? And he says he hates it. Can't even look yeah. at it. Can't even look yeah, at it. Yeah, well, it's, it's a little cringe-inducing for him, he says. It's yeah. And not, not, I'm not a big fan of his uh, Deadpool work either. Right. Which Jason was like, what? I know, like, <laughs> because it's very early in his career. But yeah, you're right. And it's and he's somebody who kind of always had that, that stocky statured of character style, he, he it, it works for characters like Wolverine or the barrel-chested Superman or Majestic. Um, it's familiar no matter when you look back over his career, but we're not unfamiliar. We're, we're very much used to artists that we talk to saying, that was my first book, I can't even look at it anymore. Yeah, I, there's underdeveloped Ed McGinnis, but I don't think there exists bad Ed McGinnis. I agree with you. I, I, re- I really don't think so. Um, and then he's, well, he was talking about Joe Kelly, what a hell of a guy he was, and it was because of his majestic work that got him the Superman gig. Right. Yep. And that's and that's something you can pretty much check off his bucket list almost right away. I mean, that that is one of his earliest works in his comic book career is, is, is doing Superman and now he's, he's working on, um, he's doing some work with, with X-Men. So, I mean, he's, he's pretty much, um, he's, he's checking off everything on, on his list and, uh, and it, because he, he's getting, I don't want to say getting all of it out of his system now, he's, he's doing what he got into comics to do as far as license or, or big two properties. He can, uh, I'd imagine he can focus on his his anything else that comes to mind that uh, that he won't focus on in the near future. But for now, I'm I, and this goes back to the conversation that Vince and I tend to have when when he's Vince is all about having the creators keep their ideas for themselves and 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 but there are times where you know some dude just wants to play in Spider Man sandbox and and if if the guy can do that. Play with the X Men, take Marvel's money, and and just have fun with it. Then he can concentrate on on what he wants to do on leaving his personal mark on the industry. Mm-hmm. But that is a goal. He did say yes. He of course he has ideas. He 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 said it would be it it be kind of stupid to work in this industry all this time and not try or, or leave something that's your own right out there. So and and our buddy Daryl. Uh, this may make or break, probably break, uh, any kind of affection he would have for Ed McGinnis. The infamous Red Hulk punching the Watcher. He wanted to do that. That was all McGinnis. He yep. wanted, he wanted that to happen. And he shot the idea to Loeb 
and it was not without reason. He right, exactly. he actually came up with the reason why yep. uh, the Red Hulk could see the Watcher was because that he was infused with the power cosmic. Right. Yeah. He uh, because he's because he's cosmically aware. He he's able to tell that you know there's someone near him, yep. and um, and that's what caused the uh, the the in one punch. But the what I also found interesting is that he made a point to remind us how when he becomes Red Hulk, um, there's no mustache because of his alter ego. And <laughs> he he also said, which Jason and I were kind of talking about this Saturday night while we were watching Ron Howard do his thing. Um, if, if you want to make a point of saying that, well, there's no mustache, Ed wants everybody to know that Red Hulk also has no eyebrows. Like Ron Howard. <laughs> Alopecia, baby. Yeah, Ron yes. Howard and, and David Finch. Um, R- R- Ron Howard Howard? has no eyebrows. Yeah. So, yeah. This is Whoopi Goldberg. But yeah, I mean, he was awesome. We had a great time with him. And, yeah. and sitting right next to him was his uh, partner in crime, Mr. Dexter Vines. Yes, and and he's awesome as well. Just a fun guy to be around. Yeah. And he, I, I don't know how, he did not look up very often. The dude was no, working nonstop. Right. He, he he'd look up for a second, say something, and he'd still talk, but his head was down 90% of the time while we were there. Every mm-hmm. time I walked by. And I was really hesitant. Um, McGinnis had at least six or seven portfolios full of original pages and covers and, and I, I was very hesitant to, to even crack one because I thought, it's not going to be cheap. Uh, come on, it's McGinnis. But surprisingly, covers aside, the covers were, I would consider them expensive for me. I mean, I wouldn't drop that kind of money on one page. But the interior pages were very affordable. Oh, absolutely. I think that was the theme of the show. Yeah, I mean, I've, there, there were the, um, the ones that uh, Vines had were anywhere from like 150 to well up right and um mcginnis had a bunch of 150 dollar pages in his portfolio too it's like am i seeing this right yeah um and our buddy roland uh from australia who has become at this point he's almost like the fifth as far as conventions go he's like the fifth eoc member Mm -hmm. uh he's pete best Uh, he bought a cover from mcginnis that was used for a uh, Warhammer 40K something. It's a Space Marine versus a Necron, and it wasn't inked. It was just pencils. And Roland said, well, I love just pencils because I'm colorblind. Indeed he did. And I did not know that. Um, I did not know why. The reason why. I know he loved his pencils, but I, I did not know the reason why yeah. he was partial to them. Which I, I don't see how that matters with ink, but... Whatever, Go with it, right? So that that's him, uh, and and he got a cover page from Ed McGinnis. Very, very, you know, it was very inexpensive. Yeah, it was yes. very inexpensive. Yes, yeah. it was, no and I, I was stunned. But so everybody made out this time. Yeah, I I was so giddy to see. I I, I didn't get to see it happen when it happened. I just heard about it Thursday evening. But um, even our your friend and mine, Vince, was. Yeah, how about that? This time around. Yeah, he did. I couldn't resist at those prices. I really I couldn't, couldn't either, dude. If yeah. I would have, I would force you to get them. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's, let's just 
start it off proper and then we'll we'll make our way to the uh, original art purchases but uh so thursday what time did you guys get there well vince arrived uh i i was at work and roland had been in town for the week so we had actually spent a lot of time earlier in the week hanging out but uh i was meeting up with roland um at the port authority to have a little uh pre-con drink and we were going to wait for Vince. And when I rolled up there, who was sitting next to Roland but freaking Vince? There you go. Who got in early? Yep. Uh, what are on noon, I'd say, right? Maybe noon or one? Uh, about one. Okay. One o'clock. Yeah, it was yeah. a flawless trip. Even though they had to stop a couple of times. They stopped in Mount Pocono. You had and, to pay? Oh. and no, they stop at the water gap. It's, it's, you know, they try and suck as much, um, convenience out of your, uh, ticket prices they possibly can. So mm-hmm. they, they don't care. But, uh, yeah, I got in around one and we made our way to the, what was it, the Heartland Brewery? Yes, sir. <laughs> Jason laugh, <laughs> laughed at me because they, they both ordered burgers and french fries and, and I got a... This was the joke of the weekend. Yeah, and I was that guy, uh, I guess, because I, I got a veggie burger and a salad. <laughs> and Jason uh, goes, really, you're going to be that guy. And we were at a brewery, and we both yeah. got beers, and Vince got a diet soda. Yeah, that's me. He's going to get a mineral water. But now, in, in, in fairness to Vince, for those that haven't seen Vince, uh, he is 80 pounds. Yeah, if you, if, if he turns he, he's, sideways, he's, you miss him. He looks fantastic. So Thanks. Keep it up. Yeah. If it wasn't for the Italian nose, you wouldn't see him at all. <laughs> what do you mean? My nose isn't big. <laughs> My nose would be tickling your rear. There you go. Um, so yeah, and then once we headed to the con, Jason had to do all his fancy footwork to get his jam pieces started. And there yeah. were how many? Six, seven? Well, I had eight. I brought eight there, but um, I, I, I didn't. I didn't get two of them. I I kept two of them at bay because you know I didn't want to get sort of. There's a little bit of a you know flow to it. So I had. I think it's more like nobody wanted to work on the Serpent Society one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People were looking through my portfolio. They're like, whoa, Serpent Society. So I will be busting that out next con season, and I think I will have many takers for that. Uh, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, the the art game is, is uh, y- you know, you got to get – you got to do it – you got to do it right. You got to have, you know, kind of tiers of people. And, you know, we have the good fortune of, 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 of actually knowing a bunch of artists. And so that can really come in handy because guys that might have otherwise – you know, it had to be people you needed to get to right at the beginning of the con since we know them. I know I can kind of hold off a little bit and get them to squeeze me in. So I kind of, before each con, especially for a big con like New York, I make a list of all the people I want to get stuff from and then kind of prioritize them based on, you know, some loose combination of do I know them? If if so, you know, what's the likelihood that their list is going to fill up right away? Nice. So forth. And, uh, yeah, it was just start going right at it Thursday Early afternoon, hitting it, just just getting on lists, saying, "Hey, you are incredibly organized." That is true. I, when it comes to art, this was uh, this was an epic weekend for for art procurement. And <laughs> um, take a take a, a tip from Mister Wood: If you're going to embark on a sketch jam project, make sure you have reference. Jason had many sheets of full color reference of all the characters stapled. And organized in his uh, portfolio for whenever uh, he would um, get a jam piece, and the person he'd say, "Well, do you need reference?" And they, well, yeah. so they'd pull out their electronic device, and Jason's like, "I got this." He'd take out his little 
wad of paper, leaf through it, and bam, he had at least two or three uh, images of uh, reference for the characters he wanted. It was mm-hmm. he's flawless when he does this. I mean, it's oh, yeah. a, there's there's like a machine going on. But um, first person I believe Jason um, hit was Mr. Mike Norton. That is true, and yep. Mike now is a, almost a, a running joke, or at least he sees it that way. I have had Mike start off, I think he started off all but one of my jams, um, so it's become kind of a good luck charm to have him start them off. So I went over and had him start off my new Inhumans jam, Yep. and he and, and being that he is the Eisner Award-winning creator of Battle Pug, I had him start me off with a lockjaw. And it looks great. Mm-hmm. And I got to say... Um, sitting next to Mr. Norton was Tim Seeley, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, yeah, and Chris got Seeley relocated. Chris Burnham, Chris Goddamn Burnham, and Mr. Brown. Yep, Mr. Ryan Brownie. Uh, but I got a couple books from Mr. Norton because Mike is a mainstay. Uh, we see him every time we go to a convention, and I feel like a dick because <laughs> because I never throw money at him. And I, I, I love his stuff, you know, but I, it's just because I'll either buy the singles, um, and then I'm not gonna lug singles to a convention, unlike the dudes that have the little, uh, dollies with the complete boxes of, of books, uh, uh, whatever. Uh, I don't bring books to a con, right? So, I, this time I made a point of buying something for Mike, and I bought the first trade of Revival, which I read. What do you think? I think they're on to something with this. <laughs> you think? I, th- I think this is... Is their thing, right? This is, th- is going to be the Norton Seeley thing. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely Tim Seeley's most mature work to date. Um, and I, I always go back to Hack Slash because that's that's the the, the uh, trademark Seeley book. And whenever you think Tim Seeley, you think Hack Slash, right? And in that book, he... Manipulates a lot of genre tropes and those dog-eared, um, some would say overused um, tendencies in the horror genre. Well, in I think in Revival, Seely's creating a bunch of them on his own. Stuff that's that's going to become, uh, you know, well known within the genre as identified with Seely. There are things sure. in this. There are things in this book that are really sharp. Really disturbing and really unique. I was, I was, I wasn't stunned because I know what both men are capable of doing, but I said to myself, "Damn, this is this is the book. That's this is the the Norton Seeley joint. It's going to hit. I'm going to. I think it's going to somewhere down the line. It's going to get picked up and somebody's going to make a movie out of it because it's that good. Nice. Yep. And I don't think Norton's ever been better. Pencil wise, uh, he keeps getting better and better. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I agree. I love it. I love it so much. Um, so much so that I amended my DCBS order and picked up the second trade. Ooh, look at you. Yeah. I gotta know what's gonna happen. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they kinda leave you hanging at the end of the first trade. Just gotta know. Yeah. But yeah, he did a great lockjaw for you. He did. He did. I mean, I got a lot of, I mean, I don't know, it might be easier if I just run through the jam pieces because it might be easier than telling the tale of each one because we'll be here seven hours, I think. Oh, that's okay. Wow. Chris, we could go on seven hours. Yeah, but, I mean, we can't go seven hours. I I love, you know, I like the long form, but I can't go seven hours. I got to get some sleep. Yeah. Got to look good in the morning, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Should have started yesterday. 
So uh, I, I finished my X-Men jam, which was one of the goals. Yes. yes. And that was thanks to, uh, let's see, uh, our, our, our good friend from across the world, Mr. Mahmoud Asrar, who's always great to see. Yeah, uh, we got to see him quite a bit over the weekend. He wasn't with the the family this time; it was just him. Um, he's so pleasant. He's so nice, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He is very pleasant. He uh, he 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 crushed, absolutely crushed a Jean Grey. Yep. Uh, it's just beautiful, great, just um, wonderful gray tones. She's just uh, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, that followed up by um, another mainstay and fan favorite of mine, Mr. Mateo Scalera, who. Uh, funny story about him, when, when we went up to say hello to him and get on his jam piece, he had this giant bag that was just midnight black, the whole thing. Oh, dude, I was so worried. Me too. He, because he, he had a plastic bag loaded with like pens and, um, ink, ink wells. little bottles of ink, like the dropper kind with the squeeze and, you know, that you put in the, the wells and, you know, use it with a brush, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, and I guess something happened and it Something blew up in the bag. He had yes. ink all over his hands, and I'm and thinking, I mean all over. It was everywhere. I'm thinking he's gonna touch. I know. He's he, he, he's inadvertently he's gonna brush on the side of your jam piece or touch it, and and fuck it up. But he, to his he credit, did. he did not. He did not. No. He and he, he ended up doing a fantastic Psylocke. Uh, oh, amazing uh, for me. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, not Psylocke. Uh, Polaris for me. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, also. Uh, while while he was doing it, I had spoken to his rep, uh, his art rep, uh, uh, Jason from Essential Sequential, um, beforehand to look at some Black Science pages, which is the new book he's doing with Rick Remender. And my God, those pages are absolutely freaking off the charts, man! Yeah. It is like stunning. <laughs> work i cannot wait for the book to for, for those of you playing at home you, you had to have been there because it kind of went something like this jay um he said to jason here i'll give you a little pad of post-it notes and you just kind of tag which ones <laughs> you're you're interested in okay um and, and jason's going through the book he flips the cover Ooh, he looks at it uh, so so he, next page bam there goes a post-it note it was a double page <laughs> spread then he, he flips the page bam there goes a post-it note bam <laughs> bam and at the end i said why don't you just stick one on every page the, be, they, the pages were that nice they're beautiful i should have just asked if i could buy the issue that's what i didn't i say that to you yeah, just buy the damn issue yeah but uh, no they're, they're gorgeous um full wash images and uh, Mateo was, uh, he said, yeah, I'm really getting a workout on this book because I guess there's dimension hopping, dimension hopping yeah. uh, in- involved. Yeah. And he said he basically has to invent a reality every issue. Yeah. yeah. And that, that takes some chops to do that. Um, if they're anything like the first one, this is going to be his landmark book because the first frog creatures with, with like electric tongues coming out, mm-hmm. um, you know, the heads getting ripped off, uh, anthropomorphic frogs. Like lion uh, pyramids on the back of giant oh, turtles. Gorge. Yes, they live on the back of turtles. Yes. That is awesome. Uh, it's just going to yeah. be great. It's, it's, it's just exceptional. Uh, and so, yeah, like to your point, he, he ended up uh, not getting ink all over my jam piece. Uh, and then I parlayed uh, from him to another one of his essential sequential stablemates, Mr. Dave Johnson, yes. who is another guy who I've seen at a million cons, never really spoken to before, and much like Ed McGinnis, is just a totally laid-back, funny guy. Yeah. 
he uh he, we just chatted the whole time he drew for me and just was a funny dude got a got a dirty sense of humor <laughs> and uh he 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 did a fantastic uh rogue for me which left the one and only spot left on the jam piece and that is uh as you said was was beautifully finished off by Mr. McGinnis and the the best part of that was that you know he did the angel for me and um, we had told the story after Baltimore about how the one and only non-inked square on all my jams is the Terry Moore, um, uh, Emma Frost from my, from, from a couple months back and that, you know, I have to figure out a way to get Terry to ink it at some point. So Ed's drawing the angel talking to us and then he finishes up the pencils and he hands it to me and I'm like, Oh, it's, he's, I'm like, <laughs> so, so I'm like, Ed, uh, you know, can he, can he ink it? And, uh, he's like, Oh, he's like, uh, well, he's like, all right. And it was like this wonderful, con- like, like collective group of, of, of cosmic forces at work. Cause he was not sure if he had the time and his art ramp was like, Oh, I don't know. You know, we fit you in, but you know, that usually costs more. Yeah. The like, rep oh. was watching him like a, and dog. I was like, Oh, listen, man, you know, I thought that that was the deal. Like that was the, but whatever. So I wasn't sure how it was going to go. And then, um, uh, one of Ed's old DC editors, uh, Eddie Berganza came up to make small talk. And Ed was all giddy to see him, and they started chatting. So next thing you know, like as he's chatting with him, he's kind of like losing focus, and he's just sitting there inking Angel while he's chatting because he's not even thinking twice about it. And then, sure enough, boom, beautifully inked, handed it off to me. So disaster averted, and yeah. uh, and it, it, he hooked it up. So as soon as I get the Terry Moore uh, uh, hook up to ink it, uh, ink Amber Frost, that, that that baby will be done and ready for framing. So yeah, very successful on that front. Yeah, and uh, McGinnis was a little reluctant at first to do Angel because he's like, Angel's a dude with wings. He goes, how am I going to do a, a headshot of Angel? But he pulled it off. He he had the, the you can you can see the wings kind of in the background. Yeah. So yeah, he nailed it. He did. Oh yeah, totally. So it's great, yeah. great stuff. I'm I'm very envious of that jam page. Nice. Look I am. Yeah, there's a yes. lot of good work on that. Indeed, indeed. Yep. Um. All right, let's 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 do another story. I'll do, I'll, I'll do the jams as the stories unfold. Another story, huh? Yes. Well, Thursday we we should finish up Thursday. So it was me, you, and Roland basically on Thursday because David yeah. had to work. And uh, well, work at home. Well, yeah, we, we do, um, and we by work we mean work at home in bed. Yeah, on the workbench, playing the pipe. We, uh, I mean, we, we spent what he said. We probably hung out at Artist Alley until maybe at what seven o'clock ish, seven thirty ish. Oh yeah, we almost went the whole time, Artist Alley. Yeah. yeah. And you, you, we, we. Let's not forget, as we were meeting these people, I was flipping off photos and friggin' tweets like a madman. Oh, that is true. People, not only is Vince a new man weight wise, but he's got an iPhone now. <laughs> it was I mean, unreal. It's like he's taking this producer thing all serious and stuff. Have now. to, dude. I he mean, took photos of every, and he was so outgoing. Every person we went up to, like, do you mind if I take a photo? Took photos. Then the other thing, which you'll hear over the next year, is we have been, you know, we did some intros at C2E2 where we got a handful of, of artists to intro the show. Yeah. And then Dave and I, we did such a great job in Baltimore. Oh, you're full of shit, dude. You brought back zero. zero. None. Then, Vince was like, we really need to, to get some intros for New York. And what did we end up getting? Like 50? 53. Damn, 53, dude. 53 intros. 53 intros, man. How yep. awesome is that? And you were doing great. And some of them. iPhone recording that shit. I, some of them are, I think, really going to surprise people who we got. I think so. Some yeah, legendary yeah. ones. Yep. Um, we learned how to pronounce a few names in the process as well. Yes. <laughs> true. Nick Dragata. 
Yep. Dragata. Saviuk. Saviuk. That was the best one. Because I've been calling him Savik forever. And he goes, there's a U in it. Why would you say Savik? He said, is Saviuk rhymes with book? And I was like, well, there you go. Thank you for correcting me. Because I usually pronounce things correctly. I just... Usually. Yeah. yeah, It's just one of the ones where I didn't... But, um, yeah, and... But I'm. I was a little more outgoing, I think, because I'm not a big old fat pig. So well, whatever it was, it was nice to see. It was. And the and first New York Comic Con I ever hung out with you, um, right after we started doing the show. <laughs> you know, you spent the lion's share of the con looking through long boxes. I know. I know. And it, it really did perplex me. I was like, why? I'm like, geez. Sorry. So it was. It's kind of cool to see six years later. And you know what? That was absolutely the incorrect way to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, in hindsight, we learn from our mistakes, right? Sure. Um, yeah, I did get a lot of books, but I got a lot of books. Big deal. I didn't have very many memories from those conventions because my head was buried in long boxes. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, this is more conducive to a good time. This approach. Yes. So, yeah. So then, what did we do? I forget. The th- we we. I mean, we headed to my crib because you guys were. It was. Super. F- Another reason this con was great is that uh, I was able to put David and Vince and Roland up at my house in Jersey oh, instead awesome. of a hotel. It was awesome. And, uh, I think it worked out well, right? You would yeah, say. you have a beautiful, beautiful home. Oh, thank you. I thank love you. it so much. Uh, you have a beautiful, beautiful wife. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and Vince uh, reminding me of oh, dude, very inappropriately at times. Fucking smoking. But <laughs> J- J- Jason said, uh, you know what? He said, this is a, a true testament to our friendship that I would <laughs> let you say those things and this like, and like get away with it because you don't, you don't suffer that shit lately. And, this is uh, true. I, I tended, I tend to, you know, go off on stuff like that. <laughs> Fun. It was funny. Yeah, was she's funny. very cute. Uh, <laughs> but, and, and so but are so, your kids, but don't so take that we, the wrong way. I forget. What do we eat? Oh, we just went to, oh, we just got Italian, right? We just had Italian. Yeah. Where, I don't even remember Thursday night. Just, where, we just had Italian at that pizza joint near my house. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Just, we just chilled out. We came back to my crib and hung out, let the dog, uh, we let Beth, Beth feed the dog a hundred pounds of treats to not bark at you guys. Yeah. And that pretty, so it turned in pretty early because we had to get the early start for Friday because we knew it would be a zoo. Oh, I know what I have to, uh, was it Thursday I got Kate the- arrived, you arrived what, about 15 minutes before us? If that, yeah. So you were hanging out with Beth and the dog, uh, yeah. uh, well you kind of hid out in the room right until we came in so that the dog wouldn't go nuts, but. Right. Yeah, and then we just sat in my kitchen like a bunch of kids just catching up with each other. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Had some vino, David and Roland both, uh, brought, brought, uh, brought us some vino that was delicious. Already been all since drank, because that's how we roll. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Friday morning we headed out bright and early for New York. So so Friday was um, more traffic definitely than Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still extremely manageable in the uh, artist alley. The the aisles were very very wide, Um, not cramped at all. It was a beautiful experience. what did we accomplish Friday? I think Friday is where when I bought my original art, right? It no. is. It is mm-hmm. no, because you came in Thursday with it. Oh, oh well, okay. that's cool. Okay. Uh, who was what? What retailer was that? Uh, that was was it Artist Choice? Artist Choice. Artist Choice. Um, th- they did not have an extensive array of artists. Uh, but what they did have was very, very reasonably priced. And one of the men, uh, 
under their representation was none other than Keith Giffen. And I scored a page from the Supreme Special, inked by Charlie Adlard. Oh, all, yeah. <laughs> and a page, uh, actually it's a full page, but it's broken, it's a full page image, but it's broken up into the 12 panel grid that, uh, uh, Giffen used to like to use, uh, from Video Jack, number eight, I believe. And I got them for $20 a piece. Yeah, you did. That's disturbingly cheap. That's awesome. Yeah. He had Jim Aparo pages yeah. for, for $20. Yeah. I had one in my hand a few times this weekend, but I'm, I, I, I'm glad I, you didn't buy that. Me too. Yep. Me too. Uh, it, it hurts to say that because it's Aparo, but it wasn't, it, I, I, it didn't, it, it, it was from later in his career later in his life it was uh it was inked by someone who i wasn't familiar with inking aparo and and it was um it was it was it was a neat moment with bruce and lucius but it wasn't from any issue that i had read it it wasn't uh it 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 didn't sing to me so it's like it's 20 bucks is 20 bucks but it was nice though i'll I'll find something. I'll I'll get something from Jim eventually, and and it'll and and that'll be fine. But I I, I walked away from the table a couple of times, putting that back in the box, and and yeah. kept looking. And they had uh, some Bagley stuff. Uh, who else? They had Eagle Sham. They yeah. had uh, they had plenty of pages by Scott Hanna and and Joe Rubenstein, who Jergens, of course have inked. A bunch of people. So yeah, they had yeah. they had Jurgens, they had Geis, um, they had uh, there, there there was some there was some Chung, there was uh, there was Morales, and there's a lot. There was some McGinnis. So yeah, there, there, there was a bunch of artists. There's Perez, yeah, uh, because that's the, where where um, artist choice was 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 one table. One long table, probably um, ten or twelve feet, and on to his on on one side. Of, it was like squared off. So on one one side of the square, you had um, Rubenstein, uh, and then uh, opposite of the original art, you had um, Perez, and I think um, I think maybe Tom Smith, and then on to the right. You would have a few different people sitting there over the weekend. I saw Bob Layton there. Ron Gar, um, Ron Garney was there at one point. So basically a lot of, um, the, the talent who was working on books when I was growing up and, and reading comics, they were pretty much in that area. And one time while I was slipping through art, um, Greg, da, 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 da. <laughs> sell it, sell it. D- David and I are, are, are leafing through pages, right? And I just look up and, and, and I, I, Give Who did Dave, you think it was? Oh, I knew it was him. I'll, and I'll tell you why. I, I, I elbowed David and I said, is that? And he goes, yeah, it is. And you see this huge yeah. hulk of a dude in yeah. a bald man in a baseball cap with, yes. with a muscle shirt on, jeans, and massive biceps and the veins on his arm. Just his forearm. Are, just, yeah. are like snakes. 
and they're wrapping around his arms. And as he's talking, the the the, the veins are actually moving and undulating. I was getting hypnotized, right? And I, it was Greg Capullo. Just, Capullo. just right there. And I, nom, 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 nom. I, I wanted to just, that's what the one intro I wish we got that we didn't get would be True. Greg, Greg Capullo. Dude, speaking of that, and this is a total aside and not necessarily con related, but I was listening to, um, you know, Fat Man on Batman, the Kevin Smith yeah, yeah. podcast. And he's had in the, in previous, He's had both Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder on, mm-hmm. but he had them on together Ooh. recently, which was fantastic because, you know, we had heard a lot of inside baseball talk about how they didn't get along at first and everything, and they just completely, I guess, time heals all wounds. They're great buddies now. Mm-hmm. So they were just keeping it totally real about the, like how much they couldn't stand each other at first, and like uh, Schneider hit, like uh, Schneider called up to Dio and was like, one of us has got to go and like all this stuff. But, um, but, but the baffling thing, and this really floored me, <laughs> Snyder said, uh, without any like hesitation that he re-scripts Batman for the collected editions. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. He, 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 he re- redoes dialogue. Oh, that's, that's effed up. Isn't that crazy? Why? Why is it F up though? Because if you get... Well, because now I gotta buy them twice. Well, you... no, because you got your story. Well, wait, how do you not think it's F up, Mr. Never Forgive Neil Adams for drawing over? Because oh, I... David, I'm talking about. Because oh. it's, it's, it, I look at it the same way that, uh, that, uh, Ellis or, um, or Fraction would include Back Matter. From the singles, dude. Back matter is different than changing dialogue. I don't. Well, how, how much are they changing? Are, are they changing it so that the story is completely different? Yeah, or is we he don't know. He cited an example of uh, death, death of the family. Right. How he completely changed one of the monologues with Joker because he felt in reading it back that it wasn't didn't have enough gravitas that it wasn't. Damn as, it! Uh, now I gotta go enough. get them friggin' so singles. That's, that's, that's whack. And DC even said to him when he went to do the changes, like, dude, this is pretty dark. And he said, "Look, I, I wanted this is how I meant it to be, and to be very at the, at the outset. I didn't, I didn't make it dark enough." Son of a bitch! No, that's because it, it's, it's the same beef I have with the Killing Joke when 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 Boland wanted to when when he redid that. Now, that's isn't not, that crazy? It, yeah, that is. I mean, and it's it's yeah. There's it, it's almost like it's it's a European and American version at that point. You just you, you just you're releasing an album edition, so it's one story or, but. Again, you have people who either trade weight, so that's the story like you get it. Yeah. Or you have the people who are getting the single issues, they want that instant gratification. Well, that's the story he's telling right now. That's that's the version you're getting now because you want it right now. It's just well, I, 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 I find this whole thing very disturbing. It is. Because I've now I've missed something. And I normally don't care, but when it's stuff that's this good, then it bothers me. It's crazy, right? I yeah, to be freaked out by that. I would, and what freaked me out is he was so nonchalant about it. Like he was yeah. just like, yeah, he's like, I, you know, because I guess he was trying to make the point that he's always tweaking and he's never satisfied, and that. And I was like, man, I cannot believe that. Like that hasn't gotten more play. Like I, 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 I thought story. at first, I thought at first maybe like if if a word balloon was going across two panels or was continuing on the other page, and it was just tweaked to fit in a the panel or something but if he's just that's basically rewriting it then that's mm. and yeah, he, you would have you would have loved Capullo David because he was talking about how he was butting heads with uh with Snyder at first and like the first script they got like Snyder you know they, he Capullo went to print it was 44 pages for a 20 page book 
And Cool's <laughs> like, nah, 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 this is nah, awesome. But uh, but he was saying that the um, you know that when he worked with McFarlane, it was always so organic because McFarlane came up, you know, the Marvel method like light, you know, like basically he would call him up and say, "This is what I I need, you know, four pages of Sam and Twitch, you know, what I don't care what they're doing, I'll, I'll write the words and after you do it." So he was that's all he was used to, and then he said he worked with Kirkman, which I guess it had to be um, was it what would he have worked with Kirkman on? He mentioned working with Kirkman, but um, I mean, it had to be some image book, right? Pocapolo, yeah. Um, haunt. haunt, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said that he he effed with her Kirkman too because Kirkman's a full script guy, and he said that after the first script, he intentionally started drawing the polar opposite of what Robert. Was <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Until it got to the point where he was sending him like two page outlines. That is awesome. Yeah. And I I actually had prepared what I was going to say to Capullo if I met him, mm-hmm. and I I would just I'd say, brother, you pulled a Rocky. You, you you really did because you know like the boxer he came back not that he was down and out but he was away from the scene for a while uh, for a while like he was working on haunt okay not a giant book i i mean i loved it but i mean and he was away from spawn for a while and he just came back and showed everybody that uh, the champion that he was and he is he he just he's conquering you know yeah. and i just love the man's work but damn i i wish i got up and close i wasn't going to stand in that line there was a huge line to see uh, Snyder and Capullo that uh, kind of D- – DC didn't have a booth. At, yeah, it was crazy. At, right? the, yeah. at the con, what they did was they would set up these little lemonade stands like like in Artist Alley. Unfortunately, this lemonade stand had a huge amount mm-hmm. of uh, a play, and uh, there was just people just packed in the far end of the uh, Artist Alley just waiting to get to Capullo and uh, Schneider. Uh, rightly so. They're great, you know. But that's just weird why DC didn't have a booth. Yeah, it really is. I'm, I'm, at this point, I'm guessing it's all just because of um, what they get out of having a booth. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to have... I mean, maybe they kicked the creators some... Maybe they they, they, uh, they helped buffer some of the, the cost of the table. Because you had, you had tons of... Of DC artists all throughout Artist Alley, sure, and and so if if that means that um that the artists can stay in Artist Alley instead of run, and I would think that this is a benefit that because how many how many artists did we talk to? You know, we talked to to Ryan Brown, we talked to Mike Norton, we talked to we we talked to a bunch of people who cringed because they had to leave Artist Alley and try to brave the main show yeah, floor because yeah. they had to get to, to to Dark Horse or to Image or to Marvel for a signing and and it was just it, so if DC can have their little have have their lines at the back of Artist Alley and that was that was also great is that it was in the back and it wasn't like in the middle of right. the main aisle of right. Artist Alley so you had you had some signings or in the back row and and this way people who wanted to see Scott and Greg could do that um but this way, DC didn't have to invest in a booth, and and the artists can keep doing what they're doing in, in Artist Alley without having to make time for signings. But, but don't you think it's nuts that the the what, I do think yes, it's it's odd for me to see a convention and not not have a. I but it's not a it's not a convention. It's 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 one of the big two in their home base. Then they don't have a booth. That's nuts. What's going on? We're getting all all breaking up here. Yeah, what was that about? I don't know. 
But, uh, yeah, it's like home base and they don't have a presence at the con. That's just silly. Even, <laughs> Images booth was colossal and DC none. It's just, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Image should have a nice booth. They and, did. And, and that's the thing. When, when we did the, for the few minutes we were on the floor Saturday evening because, um, everybody was in Artist Alley. So the main floor was empty. And, and so we were able to, you get up there, we walked around. Um, you had the usual, you know, dudes selling their leather bound journals and swords and <laughs> game tables. But, and, and you had the dealers selling the, the, the CGC comics, but Image had a nice booth. Um, very nice booth. You had, uh, the, the previews folks. Diamond had, had a, a decent looking booth. You had, um, there was, uh, uh, who's, oh, um, Boom. And, and Devil's Due had a small little spot, but everybody, publishers that were there, I thought were, made the most of what was available to them. I, I didn't see any shoddy or crappy looking no. booths. Everybody, basically, they, they, they came prepared. They put on their game face and, and they knew what was up, so, um, in the in the fleeting five minutes we were up on the, on the show floor, I was looking for the Avatar booth. I didn't see it, did you? I did not. No. I can see why DC wouldn't want to have a presence there, depending on how much it costs. But it is it is strange to go to a comic convention and and you have the Marvel booth, you have an Image booth, you have you have a Boom booth, and a Chevrolet booth as opposed to in an NBC Universal booth. Right. And 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 that's the other thing. I've been giving out the fucking lanyards to people at work, and the lanyards actually say, you know, Dracula on NBC starting October twenty fifth. But yet. It's a comic con, and I get it that that's who paid for it. But it part of me still wants to see something comic related if if I'm sporting your goods for the weekend. Um, it is a comic con, but I think it's more. It's starting to lean. Well, it's more. It's it's very. It's, become, it's, it's tipping towards the San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Which is why we hooked. We we stayed on in Artist Alley for the majority, and yeah. that was perfectly fine. Uh, it actually was beautiful. So, it really was. Yeah. It really was. So that's uh, so that's a bunch of Friday. Yeah. Now Friday, um, Friday was uh, just in terms of uh, art. We I got a bunch. Of, I have an Excalibur jam, <laughs> and I uh, actually met a new artist, at least new to me. Um, just to talk about serendipity. About a week before the con. Um, I saw a couple people like Stegman and Scotty, who I follow on Kickstarter, back a comics Kickstarter called Headlopper, and I checked it out, and it looked great, so I backed it too, and it's by an artist named Andrew McLean, who, as it turns out, was set up at New York Comic Con, and uh, he and his very fetching uh, significant other, I don't know <laughs> if it was his wife or his girlfriend, I'm sorry, we should have asked, but we didn't. But uh, she's got it going on, clearly. Um, they were very, very cool folks, and they were there. So I had him draw um, a Kyloon on my jam piece, which is great because Kyloon is an esoteric character that most people aren't exactly clamoring to draw. So he was more than willing. Um, and then uh, on that jam piece as well, I got two others done over the weekend. Um, three others, sorry, three others. I got a... Fantastic, uh, Kitty Pride Shadow Cat from Mr. Carrie Randolph, who is now in the lead, uh, tied with Mike Norton 
with uh, three JMP squares uh, in my various jams. Um, I got a fantastic Colossus from Dave Bullock, who um, Dave and I talked to at Baltimore, but he was his list was full by then. So we had talked about you know me checking back in in New York, and sure enough, he was able to fit me in this time. He remembered uh, the Baltimore conversation, and then last but certainly not least, and I, I think personally, and this is saying a lot because it's got some beautiful pieces on here. My favorite square on the page to date is the Douglock by our good buddy, Mr. Tony Fleece. Good, good buddy. And before we go any further, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. huge, huge, huge congratulations to Tony and Shannon. They are now engaged. Yes. Yay. Yes. And Tony is keeping with all of us in a seemingly, you know, for all the, the, the crap people give uh, geeks and comic book nerds, we seem to have an uncanny ability to marry or be with women. Yeah, he is, he is perpetrating that stereotype, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. She is she is gorgeous and Stunning. funny and smart, and I found her quite, quite awesome to meet, and he is damn smart to have locked it up. So As I told him, I said, dude, you're lucky she even looks at you. Seriously. Seriously, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and because, I mean, when you think about it, the kind of conversations they might have at home, but I mean, he's rolling into my little pony money, but I mean, if she's got to come home and he's doing research because, you know, he's watching the cartoons, I, that's, that's a, a, uh, a good sign of, of how strong her character is to be able to, to put up with that, but, um. Dude, that day she had the stockings on. Stop it! I I I I was like he was talking to us, and it was I all I, I could I do. Not to, <laughs> I, know. I don't know what the fuck he was saying. So hilarious! Uh, no, he you guys he, are dirty bitches. Uh, yeah, well, come on. But Tony's a great guy. Um, not I only that Doug Lock. He like I said he stole the page. You you don't look at anything else but it's but Tony's so much Doug color. Lock. He's got bunch of different greens he's got the the blue uniform of tons of different yellow and gold to make you know that just it's incredible it really is incredible i mean it's 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 uh yeah it's it's nuts it's nuts but the thing about tony is i mean he's a great illustrator we know that but a smart dude too um on a, on a wide variety of subjects not the least of which uh pleasingly to jason is rap music the hip hop the hip hop yeah mm-hmm. that's right so we're losing david now I seem the, the, the pendulum has swung in his direction. Why? He's having technical difficulties? Uh, it's connecting with him. Yeah. Yep. Bummer. This is nuts. This is, uh, for those of you playing at home, this is our second bout of technical difficulties. You don't see it on the back end. Uh, but yeah, Jason got, yeah. got bounced earlier and now David's getting bounced now. Yes, you're right. It's some silly shit. Well, while David's trying to reconnect, I'll just go through another jam while we're at it. We mentioned the Inhumans jam. Yeah. And so also, so Mike started me off on that one. Um, I had, as Vince knows, you know, I, I try and, I don't just do squares. I outline, try and put some composition on each page to make it look a little different. So with the Inhumans, I have, I had 11 squares for the characters I wanted, but I left one of them, uh, instead of outlining it in ink, I left it in pencil. And that's because I wanted Medusa to whoever was going to draw Medusa, I wanted to have them extend her hair, given her powers, you know, beyond the square itself. So, uh, our, our good buddy, um, Daniel Govar saw the page and he said to me, who's going to do Medusa? And I said, well, whoever does Medusa has to hook it up with the hair. And he said, can I do Medusa? 
And I had had uh, Daniel do a, a incredible storm on my X-Vent Jam at Baltimore, so I knew he would hook it up. So um, I said, you're, you're the man, do it up. So he killed it. Like, the hair goes all throughout the entire jam piece. It's incredible. It's almost like a full commission unto itself. Yeah, it's nuts. And... So he set the bar, and as you pointed out, Fantino, one of the nice things about the jams is if you can get the first one or two squares really jump off, if you can get them real jump off and get guys to kill it, then it really sets the bar for the rest because guys see other other artists and they have that competitive nature comes oh, in. Oh, sure, sure. And you noticed oh, that, sure. that if um, the first couple artists stick with just um, black ink, the rest of the commissions will kind of be in line with with the the previous images yes. where, whereas if the first couple guys go full color everyone expects that to to proceed in full color so it's depending it, the initial stages of a jam piece are very 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 important it sets the tone for the entire piece yes absolutely yeah and then the other two squares i was able to get done in humans were uh ramon perez did triton and alessandro viti did uh, a, a Gorgon for me, and uh, Alessandro is a, a really nice guy. He and his wife were uh, were here, and he doesn't he neither he nor his wife speak much English, mm-hmm. but they were very very sweet. And uh, he's a guy that people need to watch out for. I yeah. mean, I know he's done big two books now for a bunch of years. You know, he's done uh, Red Lanterns recently, and he right. did uh, uh, Secret Avengers or not Secret Avengers? Um, Secret Avengers? I'm not sure. Uh, he yeah it's it's I know it's something I've read uh, at Marvel but so he's been doing big two books but I, I don't know that he's yet, yet a household name but he is phenomenally talented yeah and, those Red uh, Lantern pages were outstanding yeah so keep an eye out for him for sure um, probably the 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 most um, nerve wracking jam was the I started a Weapon X jam this um, this con and. I had thought that I was going to be able to get Raphael Albuquerque to draw on it. And this was one of those Thursday things where I knew Albuquerque wouldn't have a very big window of, of opportunity. So I went right to his table. I have bought some Albuquerque artwork in the past. So that was my entree. I had exchanged some emails with him. I reminded him of those. He remembered me. I brought the pages out that I had bought from him to sign. Things were going well. I pull up my jam and say, hey, um, this is the jam piece I talked to you about. And he was like, Oh, I don't have time for that. <laughs> so, so, so I was like, "Oh, all right, uh, okay, cool, man. You know, well, thanks for everything and all that." Um, and then this is our, our uh, Paolo, Paolo Buffiori, who who runs Cadence Comic Art that we've talked about many times. Um, not only is he a fantastic art rep, but he is a good friend. And um, we were chatting, and, and he reps Raphael. And so Paolo asked me how things were going. I relayed the story to him, and without hesitation, he said, "Give me the page." And I said, what? He's like, just give me the page. So I gave him the page, and he marched right over Raphael and said, you need to do this jam piece. And Raphael said, no, my list is full. He's like, this is for a friend. You need to do it. And so he, Albuquerque, jumped off my Weapon X with a killer Wolverine. You pulled it. I'm telling Dad. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't intend to. Uh, no, I know, but that's how it worked out. Yeah, it is how it worked out. So, so uh, and then, and then, uh, and then Michael Walsh, um, the incomparable artist behind the Zero number one that we talked about last week, and the newly announced artist on Secret Avengers, congratulations, um, did a saber tooth on that jam as well. 
Yeah. So, and as some people on the forum have reported, and we got to saw, we get to see up close and personal the uh, pages from zero number one with the uh, the afterglow pages. I'd like to call them the ones with the yes. nudity. That was done after the fact because his original pages they both have the their uh, their undies on. You don't see any of the na- na- nasty True. bits. Right. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. It's like you know you get to see how the sausage is made, as, yes. as Chris would say. Correct. Yeah. So keeping it alive, even though he's not here. Yes, but we got to tell him about. Uh, yes. Was it Friday night? We went to the the diner. The no, no, that was uh, that was Saturday night. Saturday Friday night, night. We went to uh, Jigs. 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 Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. J- well, no, Jigs. Jigs the pub. See, I kind of call wings. Yeah, so Jigs is a little little Irish dive bar. Jason, you tell it because you're the one who uh, experienced the most pain. Well, Jigs is a place that uh, in my town it's a little Irish uh, like you know bar slash pub, and uh, just a local hangout, very inexpensive. You know, one of those great little local finds. So on the way back Friday, uh, again we we're keeping it low key. Uh, we had all spent a pretty decent chunk of change buying art and whatnot that we'll get to as we progress. So I uh, I said let's swing by Jigs. You know, we'll get some sandwiches, some burgers, and whatnot. But one of the things Jigs is known for is fantastic buffalo wings. And I'm a bit of a pussy. So I always get the medium. <laughs> you don't have to say that. And they're delicious. But, uh, you know, Vince likes the spice. So there are mild, medium, hot, and then what? Suicide? Suicide, yeah. Suicide. So Vince orders the suicidal, nonchalant shit. And, uh, they arrive, whatever. And, uh, you know, we all got our food. David's hooking his thing up. He's got a burger. I'm eating my wangs. They're good. Roland got some wangs. He's eating those. They're good. And you get your suicide wings. Yeah. And the sauce on my suicide wings was probably around 10 times thicker. Yeah. Than, more than like the, paste. It was like paste. It was like yeah. lumpy, lumpy paste. Um, so you're munching them. Yeah. And I'm watching you and you seem to be enjoying your wings exactly like I'm enjoying my wings. They were good. So I say, Vincent, is it, is it hot? And you're like, no, no, it's like, you're like, it's good. It's, it's not too hot though. I'm like, really? I'm like, all right. I'm like, let me try one. So you hand me a wing. I bite into it. It's as though I entered the seven depths of hell. <laughs> I mean, my lips turned inside out, were flayed open and had like meteors being shot into the open flesh. It was, <laughs> they weren't that hot. It was absurd. I was, t- I was literally crying, people. I was literally crying. So he was. His eyes got all red. Vince and like, was sitting there eating them like it was candy. Like the chronic. I am baffled. Yeah. Well, to David's credit, he had one. Yep. And and he did. Did you think they were hot? They were hot. Um, my my lips felt it more than anything else. Yeah. Um, I think Roland but, had one too, didn't he? No, I think Roland was just sticking with his hot. Oh, okay. I had one of Roland's hot, um, so I got to go from. Um, mild to, to extreme. But I'm, I'm telling you that that dude on Man vs. Food, what's his name? The be, be, before he when he used to do Man vs. Food, and then he quit and he got all skinny. That the the curly haired guy. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, I know who you mean. I could definitely best him in a in a a spicy eating contest. No, no question. Because he gets all visual and he's banging the table and he's sweating. Bah, that's don't don't be a girly man i I can definitely definitely eat eat him under the table with hot food i know it 
You know it. I, 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 I'm you confident. I'm confident I could do it. But anyway, yes, yeah, so Jason's nose is all running and he's <laughs> dying, dude. <laughs> that was, that was pretty cute. I had a good time. Absolutely now, dying. Friday is, is the day that, um, you had Mateo work on the jam piece, right? Was it Saturday? Uh, it was Friday, yeah. Okay, because when we went, um, when we were making the rounds and, and made it back to, um, essential, my, while Jason was getting more art and, and, um, filling up all the squares, I was just kind of, um, talking to anyone who I, well, I basically felt like talking to, and I was, I was lucky enough to just shoot the shit for a little bit with, um, with Klaus Jansen. Yes. And to me, that, that is, I, when we talk about, you know, this being a convention where I think, you know, we flat out had the most fun and, and just, it was just a relaxing environment. I mean, yes, it was, it was crowded and, and, and there were a lot of people there, but I mean, as far as, as us, inside the convention with with what whatever plan we had um and not overdoing it after hours and, and things like that but just inside the, the the walls of the Javits Center I think the reason why for me it was one of my most memorable and most enjoyable cons in, in a good long while because Love C2E2. I thought Baltimore was an absolute blast, but after a while, you kind of just go through the motions and, and you say hi to the usual people and, and you, you have an agenda, but you're just, you're still, you feel like you're, you're there, just not really for yourself. So, or at least sometimes I do, but this, this time, I, uh, especially after not doing so much of it last year, um, I just wanted to, to talk to people. I just yeah. wanted to either, Either pick their brains or just because it's it, – it, as I was driving home, I was thinking, you know, I don't know I'm, – I'm, I'm not about to back Murphy's Kickstarter to go draw in, in, in Maine, so I'm not really going to be able to hang out with with Jansen anytime soon. So if, if an opportunity comes up or I can talk to Klaus or bring up some obscure character that – Jason never heard of to Alex Haviak. I'm going to kind of, <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I might, well, see, the thing with, with, with Saviak though, that was, I was, I didn't want to, it sounded meaner than I intended it to. So I had to kind of dig myself out of a hole. So I threw myself a lifeline and, and, and it just went into a different direction. But, mm-hmm. um, Jason's making the googly eyes. Cause oh, we, he was we, just like, we out. He's like, he's like, yeah, we, we were talking to Alex for about 20 minutes. About 20 minutes. I would say 10, but okay. Yeah, well, it seemed like, it well, no, it, it, it was fun because he was getting into the whole, <laughs> um, with the syndicated strip and who okay. got what art and, and, um, he would get, like, there were, of, a, of the five days, he would get, like, say, two and then, um. Yeah, it goes, it goes, it, uh, two for Savio, two for Joe Sinnott, and, and one for Stan. Yeah, and you know damn well that Stan would, Place the big character beats on the fifth day, the uh, art that he would get. Too much credit for that. But yeah, but whatever. Um, and so we're talking about that and about, uh, Sinnott and all that stuff. And, it, and it's going on. Jason's <laughs> like, Jason starts to bob and weave, you know, he starts <laughs> to get all antsy and he's moving around. And then David mentioned. Well, no, because you, 
you did the intro. Yeah. And he said, he said, well, this isn't, this is, this isn't for like some porno thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of threw the remark out there like, oh, isn't it just like an artist, especially from, from someone from his time to, to try to find out the work he just did, where it's going to be. Basically, you didn't sign a contract, dude. So you should have a luck. So right. I was, I, I had to try to kind of clean it up and I was like, Hey, I used to love those airwave backups, except for when Coletta inked you. And then he was talking about, and that's when his eyes lit up because he got Coletta's the godfather of children. He was like, no, but he was just <laughs> like, he was like, well, I kind of had to, I, I had to put up with some inkers because I knew I would eventually get the inkers I wanted on my work, like like Giacoya, like Giordano, and um, and then I don't know how to hell. He ended up getting into this Superman story that was commissioned by it was you know DC paid him, but it was for um, a German publication, and then eventually that became an annual or, or a two-parter, and so he had to do a splat, and it just and it spiraled into something else. And at that point, yeah, I, was, it did. Like, I was like, I was like, is this 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 parachute is a backpack? And I was just like, it, it was, <laughs> like this, I'm like. No, you're right, and and it was a it was a young lady standing in front of his table all while we were talking to him. So I didn't know. I was kind of like she was nodding though. She knew what we were talking about. Yeah, I was was like, I don't know if we interrupted something or if you know. So I'm just like trying to get them back together. But it was it was we were able to. I was able to remove myself from the situation with with uh, minimal damage. But it was. But still, it's it's that is definitely a conversation that. I'm not going to forget anytime soon. So yeah. I, I, I'm glad I had the time to do that. When I was talking to to Klaus, it was the difference between um, working with Romita these days compared to Miller back on the Daredevil and Dark Knight days, and how did Dark Knight even came about, and and how it um, it morphed from what it originally was um, was pitched as, and and how Giordano was was. In, instrumental in in having that break the format by having that prestige or what became known as the dark knight format but the prestige yeah. format and he wanted it to be something different and and um you know so we would it was just it was a fantastic conversation i have went to do yeah the, um jansen is a man of principles and limits uh he was one of the very very few um People there, we approached to, for a um, uh, an, an uh, what am I? An intro, a bumper, a bumper, and he didn't want to do it. He's Did like, he, he's like, nah, he like, nah, nah, I'm not very good at stuff a, like that. I don't want to do an it. Interview? Yeah, he said we'll do an interview, but I don't want to do a uh, an impromptu bumper. He said I like I like to plan things out, and it's just like, wow. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like, what a contrast from his inking style, where it looks like, you know what I mean? Like, it's very free, very loose. He, the, the man is drastically different from what I can tell, the, as in comparison to his, his artistic style. But, um, again, like I mentioned, uh, when, when David was talking to him and he mentioned Dick Giordano and Dark Knight Returns, and I said, you know, you, you must sleep really well at night knowing that, that you, uh, made a mark on on the medium by working on one of the landmark uh, pieces of art. And he's and and he, he giggled. He's just like what? I, I said Dark Knight was a, a landmark work. And then the same thing with Jeff Darrow. We were talking to Jeff Darrow and self-deprecating to yeah. the extreme. Yeah, he's like my work is shit. I hate my work. It's terrible. Look at the. We're looking through his portfolio, and every those every piece was nicer than the next. He had this yeah. gigantic 
landscape image of Godzilla, um, Gamera, and King Kong. And it was gorgeous. And I'm like, I, I don't know how I'm going to walk away not buying that. That is a beautiful piece of art. And he goes, that's terrible. I hate that thing. And yeah. I, was, I was like, you got to wonder how much of that is just an act. Because when you're as good as Jeff Darrow, how could you not see it? Mm-hmm. You know? And he just, I mean, every chance he got, he cut himself down. I was like, come on, son. You're great. <laughs> <laughs> and and David congratulated him on Shaolin Cowboy coming out, and he's like, "Oh, it's horrible. Why why would you why would you even look?" I was like, "Dude, come on." Yeah, his was... work was. If it wasn't for the size, like you said, Vince. I mean, I have a pretty big Atoya that can hold, you know, stuff that's even larger than a typical comics page, right. and the stuff he, he had wouldn't have even fit in that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I came. That's the only thing. I came close to buying that image, but for that very reason, it, it wouldn't fit. In, in anywhere, and I would not have gotten it home in one piece. Yeah, no, it would have been. But it, but it was it was relatively inexpensive. I mean, it was it was yeah you know, for the for what you got, it was it was very very reasonably priced. And while we were talking to Jeff, um, Jeff Darrow, Frank Cho was there, and and it was a an awkward a, moment. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah. It didn't it didn't sound me on on Cho as I as I replayed in my head. Wait, but there it was. was? Yeah, I, I wanted to shake his hand, but he was holding on to the the Country yeah. Time Lemonade, and he didn't want to put it down. And Daryl was like, "Well, I'll take it." So I don't know if we were supposed to trying to do a fist bump, or if it, so. I was just like, right, well, I, I don't remember that. Yeah, because yeah. you were on you were on my left, and you and Roland were looking oh. through the portfolio. So it was it was one of the and Vince was on my right, but it was yeah. it was interesting. It was when it, it was around that moment where um, when Daryl was talking to the young lady about. Uh, and, and her father. <laughs> so yeah, so it was. So it was, that was the kind of point where we were just like, oh yeah, right, we'll 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 come back and look at the article. Yeah, hot blonde. I was thinking about you. Really? <laughs> I'm thinking about it right now. Of yeah, course, yeah. She was fine. She was fine. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Cho was not very forthcoming. Oh well. That's right. Unlike the biggest surprise of the convention, a man who was extremely forthcoming, more than I thought he ever would be was Jim Chung. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Jimmy Chung. Chung was there and surprisingly was not mobbed. I mean, there, there was... Rally. No, not at that point. He yeah, there was, a, there was a steady flow and it was Jim Chung and then next to him was Mark Morales. Well, it was it was early Saturday. Right. Um, and Cho had... Um, not Cho. Um, Chung had original art. And again, like McGinnis, I thought, God, this is going to be like astronomically priced. It was not the case. Was not the case. So you guys just tell the story. Well, um, I mean, we were just chatting him up, kind of joking with him a little bit. Well, and and Mark Morales was, was standing next to him, who I know that. Yeah, that's who I was pretty much. I was mostly shooting the shit with, and that was another one. I was talking about technique and and what. Um, Congrats they, to him. He and his wife just had a baby. Oh, nice, Mazel tov. Um But you know, we were yeah, we, we you know we we had both Dave and I had both sp- spoken to Mark over the years at different times, so we knew him a little bit, but. We were talking to Jimmy, and he was he was real cool. Like like Vince said, he was he he didn't have a crowd, so we were just making small talk with him. And uh, we were actually joking with him about how you know we we told him the story about how I've tried to be on his list for how many years, and it's just at this point a running joke and everything. And uh, he you know, he he was very smooth, like he he took it all in stride. You know, like he didn't uh, he when didn't he, like he wasn't embarrassed by that story, but he also wasn't like oh dude, let me hook you up. You know, he was very much. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, he knows how good he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um. But you know, like you said, he, he we were standing there. He said, "Oh, hey, I, you know, I have pages from, uh, you know, here with me if you want to look at them." And first, he pulled like a binder, and the binder was um, 
again, the guy's so organized. It was a binder of, uh, of, of, uh, probably like digest, not digest size, maybe well, like. Copy paper, like eight and a half by Yeah, eight. I guess copy paper, right? And they were, they were copies of, of his work in, in a binder so you didn't have to get grubby fingers all over it. And I was leafing through it. And then I realized that the binder he gave us was, was of, of his covers, which, you know, as you might expect are, you know, <laughs> multiple thousands of dollars. Yeah. So, yeah. so I was like, okay, well, yeah, so this, so I was like, do you, you know, do, do you have anything else? And, and he said, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and then he actually pulls out like actual pages. <laughs> and there was pages from a few young Avengers, not many. That, that was what I was originally looking at. And then, you know, we're kind of going through. And then he's like, oh, real casually, he's like, oh, I have infinity pages too. <laughs> we're like, see, now while you were doing all that, mm-hmm. I was, I was talking to Mark and going through his portfolio. Oh, that's that before we got to Chung. We both stopped at Morales because you were looking through the first binder, and then you looked at the second binder that had um, from that whatever ridiculous whatever story that that Bianchi did with Wolverine and, and Sabretooth and oh, yeah. um, the uh, but the the top binder. Once you slid over closer to to Jim's side, I held on to Mark's binder with Infinity pages from the first issue and from the Free Comic Book Day portion of it. Yeah. So go ahead. Uh, well, so he, he said, oh, I have infinity pages. And we're like, oh, okay, well, sure, we'd love to look at those. And uh, some other dude at that point had come up and was looking through the infinity pages and, like, just manhandling them. And, you know, you, who's to say, but I got the sense the guy was, like, in no way actually no. interested in buying a page. No, he wasn't. Um, you know, he was sort of like, he just didn't look at and, and it was kind of, like, making me freak out because I didn't know how Jim wasn't freaking out because, like, people are, like, touching the pages. And I'm like, dude, like... I wouldn't let people touch these fucking pages because they weren't even in like a binder. They weren't, you know, covered in plastic. Right, right. But, um, but I was like, hey, dude, you know, as you're done looking at them, can I look at them? So he was handing them off to me. And sure enough, we start looking through them and, uh, there were no prices on it, of course. So I was like, oh, hey, you know, there's no prices on these. And Jim said, oh, I have them here on my phone. You know, just, uh, tell me what patients and I'll t- look up the price. So I'm thinking like, oh, here we go, you know. So, uh, so lo and behold, you know, ask a price and it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. So then I ask another price. It wasn't too bad. So I'm like, huh. So we start going through. Next thing you know, there's three or four pages that I'm loving that aren't too bad. And, uh, <laughs> and Vince is paying attention. David's paying We're all like, huh. Like, this is doable. So long story long, you know, uh, I end up uh, plunking down some coin on a Jimmy Chung page. So I finally, finally fulfilled my, my Jimmy Chung yeah, um, you know, quest, and it is um, it's it's uh, it's from Infinity number one, page forty two, um, and it's uh, it's it's the um, it's the page where you have big giant close ups of all five members of the uh, of the of the Cull Obsidian, Thanos's you know uh, new lieutenant. I'd say it was their their intro because it's it's their headshots where he's introducing each of what everybody's name is. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. the first appearance. Yeah, so it's gorgeous, and it's you know they're big, you know we're put it this way: if it was, if this exact layout was of five Avengers, you know the page would have probably been three grand. You know what I mean? Um, but since it's it's you know villains that we may or may not ever see again after this event, it was much more reasonable than that. You know, not inexpensive, but but again, you know I've been wanting a Jimmy Chung page for a long time. Yeah. I have a so, feeling some of them are going to stick around. I do too. And I got to tell you something: I have deep regret in retrospect of not buying more than one page while I was <laughs> there. I knew it. I knew yeah, it. Yeah, at those prices. Know, yeah, I know. But um, there was the one of Black Bolt I should have bought because it, 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 it's 
Yeah, it was free. He, he had the page where Black Bolt rips off the arm of the outrider. Of yeah. the outrider. And yeah. It's a full it's basically a full page like it's like 80% of the pages at Black Bolt. Yeah. Like, and, he's, and, and he's got, yeah, oh, that page, yes, absolutely. And then there's the page with um, with with the Illuminati and the skulls of the Illuminati mm. or, or Black Bolt's wives. Um, and he also had the page, the very last page of Infinity Number 1, with Cap addressing the assembled heroes. That was a bit pricey. Yes. Yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. So, again, so I finally have a Jimmy Chung page. I'm beaming. I'm, I'm hooking it up. But I was not to be alone that weekend. No. I was not to be the only one of our crew to come back with a Jimmy Chump page. We, uh, <laughs> I, because I was, um, talking to Mark for so long, um, it was, it didn't feel like it was ab- out of obligation, but I did want to, what I did feel was ab- out of obligation was letting him know that I need to make sure I can buy this page. One page that I kept going back to, like, that Apiro page, but it, this one, I, I'm, I'm flipping through the portfolio. I go back to this page. I flip through another couple pages. I go back to this first page, and it is. And the reason I keep looking at it is because the Outriders freak me the fuck out, and yeah. this is this is their. It's the first appearance when he when when he lands mm-hmm. on Titan, and and Corvus Glaive addresses him and, and, he, and genuflex that's and, the greatest panel on that thing so he and then they have that one middle panel at the bottom which is just a close-up of the head and i'm, I'm looking i'm like all right well this and and the price is just like i can't believe it and and stupid cheap it was it, it really right, was correct. yeah for 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 that for a chung morale this way yet for you got a page of jimmy chung art for less than we know for a fact some of our buddies have paid for a jimmy chung Head loose, yeah. loose head sketch. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so this, I'm, I'm, and so I call the boss. Wife <laughs> says, uh, "Yeah, all right, okay, sure." And and uh, so I go back to Mark, and I, I tell him I'll take it, and um, he signs it. You, you did, and, and Mark and and Jim signs it, and and it, as I was again, as I was driving home. And Sunday night, I'm thinking about it. Not only is it the first appearance of the Outrider, it's, it's first appearance of Corvus Glaive. And it is the first page of Infinity because it's the first page of the free comic book day edition. And it's the first proper page from Infinity number one once yeah, you is. get past the recap from yes. New Avengers. Yep. Yes. So I have the first page of Infinity. That's yeah, awesome. You I was I was so happy for Baller. you when you bought that. So happy. Me I could too. I I thought it was just for the one thing, but then but yes, I so now again, and this was I, I know Jason has his game plan, especially with the jam pieces, but aside from talking to folks, I didn't know what I'd be I'm not coming home with books, so I didn't know what I'd be coming home with. But <laughs> right. that's not true. I did come home with a book, but I'm not um I didn't know if I'd be getting any art. I wasn't. This is never say never because of the way comics are produced these days. But this is the most I've paid for a page for myself. It is the most I feel comfortable paying with a modern day non-lettered page. Yeah. But it's still I still know where this where this page is from where what was happening and and so it's not like 
I have to figure out. It's not like it's an old John Byrne or Paul Smith X Men page that may not have letters on it. Where I got to figure out where it is. It, it is so. There's it, it. It hits all my criteria as to you know pages that I'd want to own. But like Jason and, and Roland, which will tell. It, it is. It's a. Uh, I can mark off. You know, I own oh, original. It's, it's a Chunk prestige piece. Piece. It really is. Um, first page of Infinity. Come on, and I was considering buying a Chung. I love his work, but my tastes tend to be a little more extreme, mm-hmm. um, I, and I, I wouldn't feel comfortable dropping um, whatever on a Jim Chung page, even though it's gorgeous. I mean, I would like to have it, but I don't need to have it. Right. Yeah. See, now I was, we, we were on the other side of the, of the, of the con against the wall. Um, Quapel had right. some pages. Right. And he had some gorgeous pages from Thor, but I was looking through the House of M binder and, and I would, Renee really likes House of M and one of her favorite moments is towards the end of the series where Peter is, is all broken up because he lost Gwen again. And Luke Cage and Spider-Man are chilling on, on a roof ledge. And basically Luke is just telling Peter, you know, man up, grow a set, move yeah. on. We all got to so I hate Renee, that page. <laughs> Renee loves that. So I was looking for that page and I told her this morning that, uh, you know, even though this page from Infinity may not impress her, uh, I was looking for any page that Quapel may have had with Misty Knight on it from House of M. And she goes, see, now that, I, I told her, I said, I would have loved to have surprised you with that. She goes, yeah, that, that I wouldn't have minded if you came home with that. Yeah. Well, we, but, we all have our tastes, right? Well, we, we do. We do. <laughs> and, and we, um, after, what was interesting is that after we left Chung, and, and I, you know, you could see the wheels turning. In Roland's head, yeah. it is a a not not one to be left out because you know if it, it's Jim Chung and and he saw what these prices were just like we did, so if he's going to jump on it, but while while he's doing that, um, we well we spent a good time, good long time, and I was quite happy to do it because of what his other profession is when he's not writing. We talked to Andy Lanning for quite a bit. Yeah, we did. Um, and he told us, he gave us some secrets about the set on, on Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Need, needless uh, to say, the diehards will be very pleased. Especially if you're having the landing diehards. Yep. Yes. Uh, but he had, he had, he, he basically, he was calling it a Black Friday sale. Although there may have been one page in particular, especially <laughs> one that I, I sh- right, the one that I showed Jason, I held off for Jason to check out. Uh, it wasn't much of a discount there, but basically, uh, because, Andy is, is repped by the artist's choice. Um, he basically, he went over to the dealer, grabbed all his artwork and basically, you know, just marked them down because he hasn't looked at them since he gave them. So, um, I'm flipping through a few pages. He had a double page spread from an ultraverse book with hard case. He couldn't remember the character. He's like, Oh, I was calling the guy hardcore with hard case on it, penciled. By Brian Hitch, inked by Andy Lanning, for a measly three hundred and fifty bucks. That's a double page spread. Yeah, 
And, I mean, he had a few double-page spreads. He had what that uh, Aquaman thing that he had. He had a double-page spread of Aquaman that he said took him two days to ink. Well, because it was Yvonne Rice. Yep. It was uh, uh, Atlantis with the fountains and the buildings yeah, and, the, and the shadows. And he had a ton. He had from from uh the Craven's daughter storyline but also from Astonishing X-Men he had he had inks over uh, Phil Jimenez. Mm-hmm. Um Lanny had a bunch of just pages of art. Kind of like what I was looking through when when I was talking to Rubenstein back in in Baltimore, but we we talked to him for a bit and we were also talking to well I was talking to Scott Hanna while Jason was talking to Tom Rainey. I love and, that stuff. And Rainey's style is he's another one who just you see his work, and and that's who. Because I I did, I did like that. I like the art from Civil War: The Return. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, Randy had tons of pages from uh, The Hunted too. Yeah, from The Hunted, from uh, from well, the the book that the page that that Jason bought. Um, he had. He, Oh, that was the other thing. Laning also had Mike McCone pages from Amazing Spider-Man, which they they killed me. But um, so while I'm shooting the shit with Scott Hanna, Jason's talking to Tom Rainey. Lo and behold, here comes Roland with his plural multiple. Mm-hmm. Jim Big Thomas, <laughs> bastard. Well, he had, he had to buy one to show me up and and buy a page to show you up. So, That's yeah. awesome, though. That that he could. I mean, God, absolutely. Yeah. God and, love him. Oh, but see, that's the thing. It's like now, now I actually know people, and that's the thing. He, he's a buddy, so I'm happy that I know somebody who who appreciates this and actually owns it. It's not like you know, oh, I hated that that guy got those. Pages. But I mean, between oh. between the three of you, we uh, the EOC family owns ten percent of Infinity Number One. Right, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yep. uh, no grass under Mr. Wood's Rolling Stone. While we're talking, Andy Lanning, Wood gets the jam right. piece done. That's right. And, well, right. So, so I was. You guys were talking to him, and like you said, he was like giddily animated with you guys because I was actually talking to Todd Knock. That's right. Yeah, I was talking to Todd Knock, who was sitting next to him, and um, we were making small talk. And then I saw you guys just going crazy, and Andy was sitting in between Todd Knock and theoretically Rob Liefeld. <laughs> But Rob wasn't there for the last present of the show. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I came over because you guys were so excited, and that's when you told me he was had all these pages and everything, and uh, and then that got us talking. And I said, Andy, I said, you know, um, by the way, I do these jam pieces, and one of them I'm I'm doing, you would get a kick out of. I would think it's it's a Guardians of Galaxy jam piece that's inspired by the characters from your run of it. And I said, yeah, let me show you. And he's like, oh, great. And then I realized, oh, wait, I don't have the page with me. It's being worked on by another guy we got to meet this weekend. Yes. Fantastic. And a listener, and that's Mr. Mark Laming, who, of course, is the incomparable artist of the book that Vince just discussed uh, last week. And uh, what's the name of it, Vince? King's Watch. King's Watch. King's Watch. Thank you. Yes. I was talked about. Yeah. King's Watch. And then before that, the uh, the Apes books with uh, with Gabe and Karina. Um, so, uh, Mr. Lamming was, was finishing up a major victory on my Guardian's page, which he did a fantastic job. Um, I also, over the course of the weekend, got a, um, Gamora from Marcio Takara, uh, an awesome, as planned, uh, Cosmo, the cosmic, the cosmonaut dog from Gabriel Hardman. Uh, and then, as you said, I like, oh, hold on, let me go get the page, and I, I ran to, 
Mark's table, got the page, brought it back, showed it to him. Just I, I just wanted to show it to him just because I thought he'd get a kick out of it. And as you alluded, their Rocket Raccoon had not been drawn yet. So he says, do you want me to draw the Rocket Raccoon? I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> so, and then the the funniest part of it is, you know, I, as Vince said, I have reference for all, everything. Although, again, it's not that Andy needs reference for Rocket Raccoon. But Dan, if he doesn't pull that reference, only it's not mine, he pulls out the Scotty Young Rocket Raccoon cover from the New York Comic Con uh, variant that they're giving away yeah. or selling, giving away. And I'm like, ain't that a pisser? Yeah, because so, you were going to have Scotty do Rocket Raccoon on your page. I was right? hoping to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so. Andy freaking Lanning, the man who has who brought helped bring back the these characters to life, um, drew my rocket raccoon on my on my jam piece. Yeah, so. and Andy also had the uh, con exclusive rocket raccoon plush, yes, which which, which was a lot bigger than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah, it was real nice. Yeah, real and nice, it, yeah. I think there was only like two hundred or I, however I many right. of them made, and they they were yep. all gone. Yeah, yeah, I would have bought that. There you go. But anyway, he did a great job on your on your Rocket Raccoon. But as as Roland comes back and with his two Jim Chung pages, we shimmy on over to Jerome Opeña's uh, side of the room, and we're looking through his book. And wouldn't you know it? He has pages from Infinity Number Four. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Which they, again, I, we had to be careful because Jason hadn't read it at that point. Right. True. Right. True. Haven't yeah. read it yet. Yes, yes. Okay. But now, um we were um I was astonished to learn that they shoot um right. Opeña's pencils and, and his yeah, work is right not inked. Pencils. Yeah. Right. I didn't know that. Right. Yeah, I did know that and 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 again they're beautiful but just for my personal preference I I don't like buying just pencil pages right. because they just don't pop on the wall to right. me. Right. Well, you're right. They don't. Um but, which is, you know, um which is to say nothing of how gorgeous the pages are. Right. But Roland, as it turns out, as David mentioned, prefers tight pencils. Yes. So he was like a pig in poop. Yeah. And uh, and he bought... And they are tight pencils. Oh, they they are. Are. Yeah, they're ridiculous. Very, very yeah. What you see on the page of Infinity, is uh, that is what Jerome drew. Now, but Jer- Jerome is this super quiet, unassuming guy. Oh, yeah. And he's clearly one of those guys. Whereas like Jim Chung is at a point in his career... Where he's not at all pompous, but he's very confident. Like he clearly he's understands yeah. his place in the industry, and that he's, like, he's sought after. I got this, yeah, I yeah. Got and I would say Scotty's like that, right? I mean, guys that sort of know, you know, Stegman's like that now. Like you know, they know. I mean, they get lines. They you know, they kind of know what their deal is, and uh, and you know, again, they're not they're not dicks about it, but they they understand, you know, that that they've kind of you know they've they've got a market. Whereas Jerome, in spite of seemingly being at the top of his game is just one of those guys that's like, who, me? You know, he just really was just kind of stunned at the yeah. attention he's been getting. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he, he had the pages there, and uh, and it's just uh, Roland picked a gorgeous one. Um, so, you know, dude, Roland's... I hope he gets through customs okay, because he's bringing back to Australia a lot yeah, of freaking yeah. beautiful art. Well, uh, to be precise, Opeña had the pre- and post- Hammer sequence. Yes. He, he had the, uh, page where Thor launches the hammer into space, and that's the page that, uh, our buddy Roland bought. Yes. He also had the post hammer sequence where, hammer returns. where it, where it plunges through the midsection of, uh, I hope of, you read it. Well, 
I mean, uh, let's hope. Spoiler. Um, yeah, with, you with, should say spoiler. Cause spo- spoiler warning. Uh, yeah. If you haven't read Infinity 4, Go forward like two minutes. skip forward a couple <laughs> minutes. Um, where, where the hammer plunges through the midsection of the builder, the which was a page that was roughly four times the cost yeah. of the page of the pre-launch page. And while Roland was standing there completing the transaction, a man came up and paid for that page in cash. In cash. Yep. Cash money. And it was. It was a lot of cash. It was not cheap. Yeah. It was it like. Was a, it was like. Big roll money yeah. stacks. It, it was more than a grand. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And and this man just walked away with it. And good for him because that, to me, I, I said it when we were talking about Affinity Number Four. That sequence is definitely one of the all-time great Thor moments. I think. It's it's just a, it's just a perfect sequence, and that, that that man owns a piece of of Thor history. That 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 ranks up there with with the the, the beats of the Simonson run. I think. So good for him, but Roland has the the piece that instigated it. It couldn't come back unless he launched it, right? That's you know, right. you know, we st- the uh, f- even more specific when Thor leans in and he talks to the hammer. Yep. Roland owns that page. Yeah, yeah. And like Roland said, he knows he, he knows what the hammer's doing when it comes back. So oh he, yeah, he owns the page where he throws it. And he knows what's going to happen next, so he's good. A lot of great pages bought this this weekend. Lots. Yeah, I mean, um, so in addition to the jam piece squares that I've already talked about, um, I went a little crazy, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, well, first, I had some commissions that were prearranged, like full-size commissions, um, I including um, uh, a uh, full-size Taskmaster by Mr. Aaron Cooter, our buddy, oh, so who nice. is having a blast doing action comics, For by the way, for those wondering. I love talking uh, to him. I know you love he's your boo. Um uh I also uh received from a prearranged Mr. Daniel Govar did a fantastic domino versus taskmaster uh commission for me. Well for uh, most of the con he said he did. <laughs> uh, we we weren't quite sure if we'd ever see it. F- fair enough, fair enough. He did he did make good on it though. Um uh also a uh Marcio Takara Wolverine Commission, uh, which, uh, again, was terrific. Uh, and then last but certainly not least, a full, full-sized, full fully colored uh, commission of Taskmaster versus the Black Widow by uh, Mr. Bad Karma himself, Jeremy Hahn, who was fantastic to see and was great to meet his wife. So those are the commissions that I got. But uh, the fun didn't stop there because uh, I bought a little bit of art, a little something-something, <laughs> Um, as, as we already talked about the, the, you know, certainly the, uh, the Jim Chung piece is a highlight. Um, but I didn't stop there. Uh, let's see. I also bought a, uh, Wolverine, uh, well, it's, I shouldn't say that. It's actually a page from, from Deadpool issue number 15, page 15, which, uh, is a page of Wolverine and Deadpool staging a home invasion. And it's, uh, by Mr. Declan Chalvey. So, uh, I procured that. And it's, it's interesting because, when Declan was named to the book, I had originally I had emailed him almost immediately saying, "Dude, congrats! You know, Deadpool's my boy. When you get the pages, you know, I want to see them." So he had sent me scans of the f- entire first issue that he did, which is this issue, and I had expressed interest in this particular page, but for some reason or other, we couldn't end up hooking it up. 
Um, and uh, I figured out my chance would be lost. And then imagine my surprise or th- my, my, my giddiness when I arrived at the con and, and uh, Palo had the page. So procured that. Um, I'm just looking through my portfolio here. The Jimmy Chung pages we talked about. Um, uh, at Tom Rainey's booth, as you mentioned, um, I, I, I think Tom Rainey's terrific. And he had a page from um, the Avengers Academy, um, issue number 11, page 11. Uh, and it is a page with, all on the same page, we've got Spider-Man, we've got Mockingbird, we've got uh, Miss Marvel, we've got Speed of Young Avengers fame, we've got uh, Giant Man, and then at the bottom half of the page is a full-sized uh, rendition of the one of my favorite eras of the Avengers of all time with Cap, Hercules, Monica Rambeau, a.k.a. Photon, the Wasp, Bearded Thor, and Dane Whitman, the Black Knight. So, Doctor Druid back there? No, <laughs> Doctor no. Druid. Same era, same era, but not. So, um, I bought that page from Tom. Love it. Um, and then let's see. I don't think we're done here. Hold on. Flipping through. You can you can hear the pages flipping. Uh, keep going here. Keeping going. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, Raphael Albuquerque. I couldn't resist. I, uh, I, I went and got another page from American Vampire. Um, this one is a, um, it's from issue six, page, uh, I'm sorry, issue 18, page six. It's, um, it's, it's one basically of, uh, of, uh, of the two, I guess, protagonists of the book, you could say. That's, uh, yeah, facing off against one another and, uh, sort of grasping hands and getting ready to do battle. Uh, and it's zooming in, it starts off with them, like from afar, and, and each panel zooms in close to the final panels, them baring their, their teeth at each other, getting ready to tear each other apart. Um, and it's got beautiful gray wash all over it. So, um, that's my, I think my third Albuquerque page. Uh, he's just a ridiculous beast. Uh, and then, uh, I had, um, lucky enough to, had prearranged to acquire one of the pages from the first issue of Phantom X Max for Mr. Sean Crystal. Uh, this, uh, was page six of the first issue, um, which again, as I mentioned last week, Crystal is, uh, a terrific cartoonist. And as it turns out, although he is doing a lot running SCAD, he assured me that he's going to be, uh, doing a lot more stuff at Marvel, uh, and, and we'll be seeing him pretty much on a monthly book from, from here on out. So, so yeah, dude, so there you go. So I bought, um, I think I bought what, five interior pages, uh, at the con, uh, four commissions and, what about a dozen, dozen jam squares? Yeah, yeah. you made so like it was a, uh, it was a, it was a beast you mode of a, of a trip. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No um, one of one of your skitwares uh, on the Guardians piece, while um, while Gabe was handling his business and, and drawing Cosmo, we got to talk to uh, Karina for a little bit. Um, Who instructed me on how to pronounce her name correctly? It's not Betchko. Becco. It's Becco. Uh-huh. Get it right. Um, Gecko. Damn it. Uh, so Vince was productive this weekend, too, and learning how to say shit. The, uh, <laughs> the... I had to leave when you guys started talking about Breaking Bad. That was, now. yeah, that was, that was, uh, I think that was Sunday, oh, but yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, which, Sunday which was, by the way, was joined by Julian, our, our buddy Julian Lytle had a table. He actually, yeah, he got away from the table for a minute. And, uh, he was just, he, he was doing his best to ruin every show that, that we have all watched and, uh, <laughs> 
Shout out to uh, his friend Micah Blacklight as well. Yes. Oh yeah, he's awesome. Cheers the table. The dude is uh, is not only a fantastic artist but a really fun human being. So yes. uh, I enjoyed my time. He's a poet. Him. Hmm? He's a poet. He is a poet, and he, he, and he knows it. Yep. Uh, we um, some people who I hadn't really had a chance to talk to in the past, uh, like Mr. Ramon Perez. Uh, Talk to him for Dance a little bit. He, he really is. Um, and he's fly off when they walk by. His he uh, he had a couple of pages from the, uh, the 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 prologue to the Hellfire Saga. Um, it's it. I I told him straight up, uh, no lie. That uh, when I think of Wolverine and the X Men, I think of his art primarily because I I started on the book late and. I pretty much started during the Savage Land uh, when when Wolverine took his kids to to uh, to the Savage Land to kind of give him some some tough love learning and and Dog was after Logan and um, he did that arc and I own two pages from that arc that is, it's a beautiful arc and I, I I had my eye on two pages from the uh, the issue that followed that arc before the the, the recent the the, the Hellfire Saga that was before the, the Battle of the Atom event, but uh, there were two pages with with old Wolverine, and um, and Choir was holding up a T-shirt that said Cyclops was right, and and I I so I had them both in my hands. I was thinking about it, um, but I I, uh, I had to put those back, and uh, he. Told us that uh, he told Vince and I that he is doing the mini comic that is coming with the Farscape box set. Yeah, cool beans. Uh, and uh, which means I might end up with Farscape in, in my house because I, I remember watching the show when when Sci-Fi was airing it, and, and it's um I hadn't seen it in ages. So it's and and there were some cuties on that show. The uh, it's a great show. It is. It is a great show. Um, we. Uh, Met, uh, well, I, yeah, so we talked to, oh, we got to talk to a little bit for, um, this was also Sunday. The, stopped by the boulevard and, uh, I reminded Tom Lee Edwards that, uh, years ago he, he sat down with, with Vince and I and we did an interview. Um, and, uh, and Bernard Chang being his, My his boy. boulevard studio mate was there, uh, selling pages of, um, some, Whack storyline that's Stupid going cheap. on in uh, in the Guardians, but yeah, um, oh, I'm sorry, the Green Lantern Corps, but yeah, they they were just and we should. Uh, David didn't sh- like it because no, Hal was getting punched in the face. In, in the, the face. face. Uh, and and during their intro, Tommy got to plug the uh, NC, the North Carolina Comic Con coming up in November. Um, but uh, talked to them for a little bit, and and Tommy has a book coming out from. Uh, from Dark Horse, talked to Fred Van Lent for a little bit. Yep. Um, and actually, yeah, Jason picked pick, up, pick the, up the uh, Action Presidents. Action Presidents, yeah. yeah. First issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we con exclusive. Also said hello to Ryan Dunleavy the day before. Yes. Yep. Uh, we, I, one of my favorite moments on Sunday was, uh, and not to jump ahead from Saturday, but um, Sunday. As we're, as, as, as we're helping Jason with his game plan for the rest of the day, um, 
because our one goal was to see one particular artist before her sketch list filled up and and that um that didn't happen but while we were walking down the aisles um we see dave elliott at his table and um we're flipping through the uh the the a1 collection and um and and he's got a bunch of hardcovers out and about and and jason picks one up and in the table of contents there's a story in the book uh by coffee labs which is a, is a coffee shop coffee labs coffee roasters uh in Tarrytown, new york and i've i've been there i know exactly where that is um and I s- said it out loud. And Dave's like, well, yeah, that's my coffee shop. So Dave Elliott, for those talking him, lives in Tarrytown. And he, um, we talked briefly about Tarrytown and, and, uh, and, and Vince, what was the book you picked up? Yeah. The, the book I bought was, I was trying to get it because I knew you'd get there eventually and I wanted not to forget any of the, the autographs I got in it, but I bought the, uh, Newly revamped hardcover Monster Massacre. That was it. I knew yes. it. I, I knew the M. I knew Monster was in there somewhere. Which is a great collection, and I got it signed by, uh, mostly signed by contributors. Two two people did not contribute to the book, but I wanted to get them to sign it anyway because the clock is a ticking, and these gentlemen. I mean, not to sound morbid, but, <laughs> but the the clock is a ticking, and these gentlemen are are they're up there in age. So as I'm walking down the aisle, I see these two gentlemen whose work I love and I, I have since I'm like 10 years old. A long time. So, uh, I, I had them sign the Monster Massacre hardcover even though they didn't contribute to the book. I said, what the hell? And they are Pablo Marcos mm-hmm. and Gonzalo Mayo. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, two, uh, men who have Touched my heart from a from a very young age, so I have Pablo Marcos's autograph already. Uh, he he uh, autographed some continuity stuff for me, but I did not have Gonzalo Mayo, and the man cannot hear. And I believe it was his nephew who was godson, the, 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 godson the intermediary, and uh, he was nice nice enough to to sign the book for me. Also, is uh, Tom Ranny worked on this? Uh, as I said, uh, Dave Elliott also signed it for me. Soydem, uh, and Dave Dorman. So it's a, it's a, who awesome Soydem, wait, who did Soydem copy in that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, again, Soydem was like, he could, if I burst into flame, Soydem wouldn't care. Like, he was just like, yeah, <laughs> give me the book. I just signed the damn thing. But I may have caught him at a bad moment. I don't know. But, uh, so not. yeah, I mean, check this book out. Monster Massacre. It's got, uh, Kirby and Simon in here, Ron Mars is in here, Andy Kuhn, Alex Horley, uh, Disraeli's in here, Ian Edgington, uh, Soydem. Uh, yeah, and it's cheap. It's a big ass hardcover and it's not that expensive. So, uh, look them up. Titan books, they're great. So, nice. there we go. Yeah. While you were getting, uh, the signatures for people who weren't in the book, I was, uh, at the next table talking to, um, or getting the brunt of, uh, I was talking to Rich Buckler. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. He, uh, who still, <laughs> Jason says he's angry. He still has it though. Dude, dude's yeah. still a talented motherfucker. Um, it's like he, I would uh, eat those Cheerios because obviously someone pissed at him. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, yeah he he's, was, he's got the whole, he's got that, the Gary Friedrich, like, yeah. 
they don't appreciate what I brought to the table thing. Right, right. Rich is great. No. That was actually, of all the moments of the weekend, that was the one the one conversation I was like kind of bummed about. Just yeah. He, he seemed, and, and I had spoken to him maybe three, four years ago at New York Comic Con, and he was much more upbeat about things. So I don't know if maybe right. you know, there's been goings on, you know, about like trying to get remuneration for things like Deathlock and stuff, and it hasn't gone that route. But yeah, yeah he was a little. Little, little, little and, and, and yeah. physically, Buckler has that bloodhound look going on, that droopy old, yeah. you know, it, not, and he's, he's up there in age too, but mm-hmm. just the way his eyes are, are shaped, he looks sadder than he probably is. And, That's probably true. Yeah, and he was just going on about it, and I was just like, man, this is kind of depressing, you know, but a bit. N- no thanks for, for Solson, but otherwise, you got great work going on there, Rich. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, dude, uh, I mean, you know, Deathlock, and, and, oh, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. I and he and I were, um, that that's another story where um, when Jim Owsley asked him if he'd be willing to work with a new writer, he's like, well, I'll work with anybody, and it turned out that that new writer was uh, Peter David, and that's when they were taking over Peter Parker to Spectacular Spider-Man, and that, that conversation came about because I mentioned to him how much I thought the, the Sin Eater storyline, the Death of Gene the Wolf, was just, it was that, it was big doings for me at that age, where, yeah. where you know, you have something like that happen to a supporting character, and, and, um, and he was talking about how he and David were trying to uh, make the book as um, a, a a real Spider-Man book, but treated differently than what um, Tom and Ron and Joe were doing with the flagship. So it was, it 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 was before we got to any bitterness. I was enjoying the conversation I was having with him. Yeah, there you go. and then we actually got bitterness. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then we actually got to talk to Peter David himself. That was yes, awesome. exactly who <laughs> who is uh, unbelievably. He's like. And uh, I think it was either Jason or, or David. We all did. Yeah, I said, hey, how you doing? He's like, why is everybody asking me how I'm doing? And Jason's like, did you have a stroke? Tell everybody you had a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but no, he... Well, I kept he, it a little more diplomatically than that. But yeah. I said, you're very open with your personal life. And you obviously, we're all aware of your health issues. And he's like, I'm fine. Everyone's going to stop asking me. <laughs> Yeah. But like, he was, good. Glad, you know, it was nice to see him with a little fire in his belly. Yes, he was a ball to talk to. He always is, and and his beautiful daughter. Uh, and, yeah, you guys, yeah, you guys had to remind him. him about, yeah, yeah, how, how a dark moment it is. Yeah. Well, no, he, he, she, she went. She went strolling off. He didn't. You know. Right, but yeah. he thought she was missing. And right. then it was like, yeah, and there were guys standing at my table. And you guys were like, no, that was us. We were someone standing at your table. Yeah. I, I just related the, uh, um, what was it, the first, I believe it was the first New York City Comic Con incident. Where, second. Second. I, would, I didn't go to the first one. Okay, that, where, where his daughter, his, his daughter, who was very young at the time, uh, she's still young, but she was yeah, very young then. Yeah. yeah, and she kind of got separated from him, and he just... Went catatonic. He, yeah, he wanted he, he he wanted the convention shut down and and doors locked. And yeah, even no and I said that's, that's when I realized, aside from your presence in CBG and and how you know the personality of Peter David came through, I said that's when I realized that deep down, you know, you you're one of the good ones. You know, and he was just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. but uh, yeah, we had a great time talking to Peter David. But I would say. That none of this, none of anything we talked about this entire episode compares to what happened next. And it was like Jason's shining moment. <laughs> yeah, so I had, um, w- again, I, I wanted to go by and, and say hello to Kari Randolph. Uh, 
you know, he was on my, my people I definitely wanted to say what's up to. And we're heading over to Kari's table. And, uh, as is often the case, there's other folks standing, you know, at an artist's table and you don't want to sort of get in their way, wait for them to have their turn. But, uh, you know, as we're getting closer, first of all, Kari's standing up at his table and very. She doesn't animated. often do. Yeah, and he's very animated and he's got this look of, 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 of wonder, you know, like on, in his eyes, which is again unusual. And then as we're walking up, we see this very distinctive black hat. And lo and behold, it was, uh, Mr. DMC himself, Mr. Darren McDaniels. And, uh, of run DMC fame for those that don't know. And, uh, you know, I knew he was going to be at the con. He was on the artist alley list or the guest list, um, because of his, his comic venture that he's launching. But I presumed he would either only pop in for his panel or maybe would be at like, you know, the, the main floor, you know, not, not a part of artist alley, but he was just wandering around artist alley and he, he was coming to over to carry to introduce himself and see if, if they could maybe work together in the future. So needless to say, it was a, a big moment for, for Carrie being a, not only a huge hip hop fan, but, but to, you know, to be asked by one of the very biggest legends in hip hop, you know, about his artwork and, and possibly working together. Uh, so they got some pictures, you know, in front of the table and, and we were literally standing right next to them as this was all happening. So, DMC turned around, I shook his hand, said thanks for everything, and then we were sitting right there and Vince and David whipped, you know, whipped their phones out and we, we hooked up a picture, which is now off on the Facebooks and the Twitters. And, uh, I, when I came into the office on Monday, my, my, uh, my partner, David, not David Price, David, my partner at work, <laughs> calls up my, you know, and he, and he is not a hip hop fan. And he, he, uh, he calls in the morning to check in and he's like, I have never in the 13 years I've known you seen you look more excited and, <laughs> and kid-like in your glee than in that picture you posted to Facebook. So it was a huge moment because, again, you know, uh, I make no bones about the fact that I am a huge hip-hop fan. And for, I think, many of us, DMC, you know, they were one of the, they were one of the, you know, the, the, the pioneers. Again, certainly there were people that came before them, but in terms of crossover appeal and, and, you know, if I'm being quite candid, making, you know, white suburban kids aware of hip hop. I mean, you know, Run DMC, you know, is one of the, you know, the top two or three of all time and certainly one of the most formative, uh, groups for me. And, and again, probably millions of others. So to, to get that chance was just incredible. And, um, and, and we, we, we had that moment and then we also agreed to go see, uh, he, he was hosting a panel the next day. Uh, about DMC Comics, and so we went and attended the panel. Yep. Uh, and and uh, shortly after Jason got his photo taken, David's like, "Why didn't I get my photo yeah. taken?" No, with, well, with actually, that was more like my wife was like, "Dude, <laughs> why didn't you?" She's like, "She." Well, yeah, roundabout way, yeah. Yes, so, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Which, uh, thankfully, came to fruition at the end yes. of the DMC panel. David snuck in there, and that was yeah, that was the end of the panel. That was the end of the convention for us, basically. What a capper! And David got in there and did the old "Look at me, I'm with DMC," and got his <laughs> got his photo taken. And yes. I got I gotta say, um, as a fledgling um, hip hop fan, I mean, I always loved Run DMC, but. Uh, I I don't know a lot about that culture. 
I gotta say, the first issue of DMC Comics looks awesome. It does. It, it does. Really looks does. good because they they captured that whole graffiti kind of urban. Because it's it's set in the eighties. Yeah. It, the, the, the way they explained it, it makes perfect sense. It's not like I wasn't. Part of me was like, oh, well, maybe this is like you know Milestone two point or there, there were just things where it could have went one of two ways. It, it could have went the way they they displayed it to us, or it, it could have been uh, you know. Jim Shooter's w- version of hip hop, well, or, or WCW, WWF <laughs> comics from Marvel in, in the in the nineties. It just yeah. it could have been really bad. So yeah, yeah. I I'm I was I'm, I'm looking forward to surprised. it. I, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic, yeah, especially when you have someone who who can hype the shit out of something like oh like DMC. So but, it's yeah. it's hard not to like something or look forward to something. And he's got he's got a pretty stellar lineup, and and um, they're not. It, it's not like you know. Yeah, they have their day jobs, and then you know maybe we'll think about putting out a comic. They they really do want to do the best they can with this. They they're not just throwing it out there and you know well we tried or you know we stuck his name on it. It, yeah. it should be fun. But more impressive than the comic itself was the fact that uh, Daryl is an incredibly articulate man and pretty damn smart to boot and in I mean, shape. Well, yeah, that, there's that yeah, too. He, but. He, <laughs> Homeboy's not, uh, yeah, he, he's still got a six pack. That's pretty humbling. Yeah. No, he <laughs> but, was, uh, he was all kinds of awesome. He was fired up. And the cool thing is, like you said, they have a great team. I mean, they're taking it seriously. It's clear everybody up on that stage are real comic book fans. And I mean, going way back, um, they know their stuff. And, uh, you know, like all things, it's, it's a small venture. And then, you know, we, I can't say for, for certainty it'll have, you know, mass market appeal, but but I certainly think they're putting their best foot forward. And I know we'll all be supporting it. Oh yeah! So I can't wait to see what they have in store. Um, Love the look. Uh, but but for sure, and that kind of put an end on the on the con. But rolling back a little bit, um, you know, we had gone a couple cons. Uh, we had attended a couple cons where our lovely sponsors had been in attendance as well, and somehow managed to miss them every time. We we didn't see them in C two E two. I think it was deliberate on their part. <laughs> now, did you guys see them in C two E two? I know I didn't, but no. Okay, so none of us saw him there. And then at Baltimore, David and I somehow missed uh, Christina. But we rectified that this time out. We met up with them in Artist Alley. Yes. We met up with Christina, Cam, their daughter who was turning 21 that weekend, and their lovely, well, Christina's lovely sister. Yes. Um, yeah, Carrie. Yeah, Carrie. We spent a ton of time of catching up with them. It was great to see them. And they are kicking ass. Yes. And taking yeah. names. And. I have confirmed with them that this is public because I got an email from the company that they're that I'm about to talk about announcing it, so it's official. But Discount Comic Book Service has acquired Tales of Wonder. Nice, yes, which is huge because I've huge. been buying Tales of Wonder cheap trades at cons for years and years, and they're going to integrate it into their. Their uh, discount comic book side of the business. I mean, uh, their in-stock trade side of the business. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, they're doing incredibly well. They're moving to a new a new uh, warehouse and storefront. They're going to have a coffee shop put in there to, to sort of make it more of a place that people can, you know, hang out and, and uh, you know, build a sense of community. Uh, things just seem to be doing really, really well for all of them. Uh, their daughter was terrific, super funny. Um, they had some some big plans, I guess, when you're – when you're the uh, the big the big stalkers that they've become, all the uh, the vendors like Diamond are you know dying to take them out and show them a good time. So they had some big plans. Uh, I think the night of 
week tonight as, as the evening that we saw them, but you know, later that yeah. night they had big plans. So, um, it was great to see them all really. It really was. And, uh, it, it, it's a shame we don't get to see them more often. Um, we also saw our, our good buddy Ron, who it was a little different. Unlike say Baltimore where Dave and I hung out with Ron Richards was talking about, uh, a lot socially, you know, he, this was a working con for him being, uh, one of the big muckety mucks at image these days. So he was manning, Bravely, I might add, the uh, image booth for most of the con. So we actually didn't see him very much um, between him having to work the main floor, us avoiding the main floor, and then us going home at night instead of going out. But we the fucking guy can still sell shit because <laughs> yeah. he still managed to get us to come away one, with two- the one book. The one book I leave with was, was, was yeah. what, what so, Ron sells me. It, Ron's the only person that can come up, hug you, make you feel like he's genuinely interested in your per- you personally, and still you manage to walk away with book. <laughs> I don't know yep. how he does it. We we came away in like a three minute visit to the booth. We came away with what three three hard covers and a trade and yep. a trade. Yeah, yeah. But um, but Ron, who it, this isn't our place to tell it, but Ron had a very harrowing experience. Oh my god, it turned out to be very positive. Well, I, to put it, it was a very harrowing experience that I would have probably died of coronary from if I had experienced it. it but he scary. managed to. Uh, it had a happy ending, so. Um, he could, he, he told us the story after the fact, so he had a big smile on his face telling it to us, but my goodness. I think uh, that's his superpower. It is, right? To, yeah. to find a way to, yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, um, we also saw guys that weren't set up, but we got to see, we got to see Tom Fowler. Who yes, indeed. Wasn't at the, sh- yeah, he's right at the top of my list here. Yeah, we, um, we saw him, he was walking into Artist Alley as, as we were, Stepping out, I think, for lunch, um, had, uh, had some sketches to, to show Vince, showed us, uh, some, uh, some finished art, gave us some news regarding, uh, Quantum and Woody, and that wasn't the only news we heard regarding Quantum and Woody this weekend, oh, but, yeah. um, Mr. But Priest. We, uh, yeah, and Bright, and I wonder if Adams is coming back, but we, um, we, yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, Tom is just, you can't miss him, and it's, you always well. You could miss him if Roland was standing next to you. That is true. You're right. You're right. Uh, I cannot disagree there. The um, why was always... he cosplaying as Doctor Who though? <laughs> you just missing a bow tie. <laughs> they um, they, there's no Doctor Who. The, the uh, ah, you know what I meant. I know what you meant. The you always leave Tom with learning something. With you, he'll always whether I mean while while. Jason was getting his, uh, his jam piece done by, by McGinnis. Um, Tom shows Vince and I the page of art he had just purchased and, and he showed us this book that he was running over to get signed by Scott C. Uh, and it was, um, it, it, uh, what was it? Greatest Showdowns or something like that, Vince? Oh boy. Showdowns or, or, or duels or battles, but it, it's, it's, it's an incredibly, the funny book, uh, wordless book, but it's, 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 uh, it, so it's, yeah, um, but it's always good talking to, uh, talking to Tom. One, uh, two people who I hadn't met before this show, also good to talk to them and flip through the man's art, Tim Vigil and David Quinn. <laughs> yes, and that, that's another good point. I had never spoken to Tim Vigil. To be honest, never really had the, the interest in it just because I don't know his work that well. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, you guys, we were a great team because there were a lot of artists I think that individually you might not have ever gone up and talked to. 
but uh, but one of us was able to break the ice, and that kind of made for some really fun and pleasant, surprising conversation. Yes. Vigil being one, he he he's a funny dude, and I gotta say, uh, I've been missing out because he's he's got some. He's a, he's a fantastic to yeah, illustrator. He's, he's quite but he's Victorian also in his uh, dirty, approach dirty. to art. Yeah, <laughs> very I mean, repressed. The, the one page it was I don't know if it was David or Vince they they're flipping through the book and they're like could you imagine ha- having this in your man cave yeah yeah that's <laughs> like, right yeah that was yeah, I don't, yeah there was yeah, lots of bodily fluids in there. it was it like was a devil fucking fend- uh, fend- yeah banging a, a <laughs> yeah. woman over the table there yeah. was uh, but we were talking about about Faust and and bringing it to um, uh, they, they want to it's it's still being published they 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 want to bring it out and um, you know crowdsourcing was something that was that that they'd thought about um it it they're they're working on it and and they want to make it as accessible as easy for us to get without putting as much strain on them naturally so it was it was a um it was an enlightening conversation and and I'm I'm glad to see that you know I haven't thought about I don't want to say I haven't thought about I haven't read or flipped through or 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 thought about reading the book in a good long while, but to see them at the con still plugging away with it, it it's it was nice to see, and it's not uh, you know, and and Tim was working on a commission. It wasn't um, so it's not like you know, mm-hmm. it's not like it was one of the older creators who were kind of just sitting at the table and you know, please let me sign this print from a character that I wrote thirty years ago type thing. Oh, it yeah, was it was it was it was good to see. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I asked what they thought about the Faust movie, and neither one of them answered me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go, go figure. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we gotta start barreling down on this because we're almost three hours. Tom yeah, King. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, dude. go ahead. No, I um, we uh, well, I I'm hoping that uh, Tom's got some good news for us in the very near future. But stopped by uh, Mr. King's table for a few minutes and and spoke to him. In between his his meetings, he, he had a busy weekend. Um, you also, got, I think, did you had you all met Chris Kaziki before? I met him at at Chris's in in Virginia, and it I saw him. You know, when we were oh, he was there. Before. Yes. Wait, Kaziki was at Chris's. I believe so. I don't think so, dude. I don't think he came to Baltimore. No. Yeah, really? yeah he didn't come to Baltimore. Oh no, he didn't. He didn't. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But no, I I think I might have met him. I, I do believe I've met him before. Okay. Yeah, the, 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 no, the no apologies crews who we're getting at. Daryl, uh, Daryl Taylor was there. Our buddy. It was kind of weird, right? It was weird. Like Campbell was there, but he was like with this other group of friends. It was like the. Uh, it's like in high school you have like the, like a guy that's like a jock and in Glee Club. He was like hanging out with the Glee Club this weekend. <laughs> no, but but it was like we 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 you know Campbell's usually one of our house you know our roommates. He usually you know much like Roland, he would usually be crashing with us at a con, just like we did with him at Baltimore. But this time he was doing the no apologies thing, so we didn't actually see him all that much. Although um, it was nice to see when we did. So we saw him, like you said, Tom King, Chris Kaziki, Daryl. Um, uh, we did. Um, oh, Greg M. Listener needs to meet. Oh, um, uh, uh, as he is. Well. Um, Easy eyes, I think. Thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, that's on the Twitter handle, but yeah. Um, Tony. Jason, Jay, Tony bumped into Jason at Mark Leeming's table, mm-hmm. and uh, another we, Brit. Yep. And a cop like my dad, so it was nice to chat that up. Uh, yep. Really super dude. Got um, to talk to Bob McLeod again for a little bit because we talked to him in uh, in Baltimore. 
Yep. And uh, he was Eric, talking. We got to see Eric a couple times. Eric Hertz, who uh, another another Jam Piece brother in the Jam Piece posse. Yeah, that's right. Do, yes. Oh, do not for, yeah, I was just going to say that. Do not forget Christopher Stark because uh, that's my uh, he and Joey Nazari. Yes, both yes. Uh, fulfilled my dream and got me uh, copies of the three D Lobo cover that I stupidly missed out on, uh, which I took them and had them both signed by Mister Aaron Cooter, the uh, yeah. the illustrator of said cover. So yeah, so thank you, Christopher and Joey, for those. And Chris is another person. Like, yep, Chris, just like Jerry McDade has uh, has upped the jam piece ante. He had a beautifully composed Transformers jam with the Decepticon and Autobot symbols uh, embedded into the background. And then uh, even more impressive than that is a two-page uh, um, Spider-Man jam that is webbing that extends across both pages yes. so that sands are like fit inside of the different pieces of open webbing. It's awesome. It could and be a cover. Uh, it really could be it's a cover. Yeah, awesome. he, had, he had Alex Saviok do the main spider, like a full-size Spider-Man hanging upside down from the, from the, like the impetus of the web. So it's, uh, yeah, it was great seeing him. As we talked about, we didn't get to, you know, most of these guys we would normally get to also socialize with we didn't end up going out at least in the city any of the night so you know we'll have to make amends for that at c2e2 when we see a lot of these people again um true uh but uh you you sounds like you have a list david because i have a list too i don't know if you want to go down your list uh let's see uh matthew pets we spoke to for a few minutes mm-hmm. uh you guys well yeah uh, there's mike norton there's ryan brown i got to uh at least say hi to ryan stegman the man was a little busy this got weekend. to meet his. Uh, for, at least for me, it was the first time I got to meet his his lovely wife. Um, again, uh, I don't know how how these guys do it, uh, myself included. Kudos to him. She's she's a very nice woman and uh, and expect and expecting as well. I think that's public. Yes, that is. if it wasn't, but I think it's. I think you've announced it on the twitters. Uh, so Good yeah, she, the baby she's Otto. expecting. Yes, Stop exactly. It. Little Otto Octavius Stegman. Um, so go ahead and sorry, David. That's okay. Uh, the um the hardcover that I purchased was uh, the first volume of East East of West, and we spoke to that was who we spoke to before we made it to Dave Elliott from that side. Uh, we got to meet Nick Dragata and and his art rep. But my main goal, aside from getting the the book signed by Nick was also to get it signed by Jonathan Hickman and I was also hoping to get the labels the book plates that Steve Raker sent me mm. that Hickman would also be able to sign those but apparently Jonathan left on like a 9am flight Sunday morning to go back home so he's got to write um, the books he writes all the books that is yeah. true and you so, couldn't get close to him when he was there that you're absolutely yeah, he was right swamped. Yeah. Uh, so there was um so it was early Sunday. It was one of the first things we did Sunday morning. Is is brought uh, Jason and I brought our books over to uh, to Enrollant and brought our books over to get signed mm-hmm. by Nick. And he talked about plans for the book and storyline or, or story arcs and uh, and and his his process and and because uh, Jason's really hoping to get some pages from a page at least from mm-hmm. from the uh, from the series. So spoke to him for a bit. Um, and uh the the five ghost guys. Oh yeah. Uh, uh yeah. Chris we, Mooneyham and, and uh, uh 
Barbieri? Uh, Frank Barbieri. Frank Barbieri. Uh, and um, there was the, uh, the 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 station folks. I spoke to Sarah Richard for a little bit and, and mm-hmm. tried to get an idea about her, her convention schedule for next year because I probably am thinking about a uh, a tenth doctor commissioned from her. But she has she she's as usual has some phenomenal work on display and and uh, she was there were a lot of artists in artist alley who had three little words attached to their signage and it almost everybody said commission list is closed yep for sure you, you know new york's the place and great for them right because it means absolutely the business but yeah you gotta like i said at the start of the show you you, you gotta you know for those that are interested in getting into the art game but maybe are a little Wet behind the ears, still you you, you know you got to really kind of have a plan. Um, if by all means reach out to people ahead of time if you can. Yeah. Um, most still won't take you on their list before the show, but you know you need to you know you realistically need to get on their list the first day of the show. Uh, you know there, there are exceptions to that, and certainly like people like Sarah Pacelli, yeah. for example, takes a, a list every day. Dave Bullock, for example, I got on his list to do my jam on Saturday because he takes he just starts new each day. Um, assuming he, he can get done what he had commissioned before. So, you know, there are exceptions, but you gotta kinda, you should know going into the show what their, their typical way of doing it is. You know, some guys just take like auctions before the show, like, uh, like Sean Murphy. Oh, so, that's right. You know. And have know. a backup plan. Don't, don't, yeah, don't rely yeah, yeah. on just that one dude. Oh, I'm gonna right. get a Somni this year. Well, not right, if you're right. not one of the first ten people, you're not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And don't forget we were talking to Rachel Deering for a while. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I got a list here, so if you, yeah, don't so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, so, um, uh, we, as we said, yeah, Cooter and Daniel Govar, who we, we saw Daniel a lot because, because we, uh, we kept checking on the commission and, uh, it sounds like he had an adventurous weekend. Uh, I can't figure out if it was like a good adventurous or not, but, but it seems like he, he had a, a weekend. Uh, Sean Crystal again, who I don't even know if you guys were I with me once. Yeah, I just got, I got a chance to meet him very quickly. We had a prearranged meeting. Um, he was just, I think, there for the one day. Um, Declan, of course, uh, Jordy couldn't make it. She's, uh, she does all the books, literally all the books these days, coloring them. So she actually ended up having to bail on the show. Um, got to see Gabe and Karina a ton was awesome. Um, got to say hello and have him sign my page, uh, Jeff Stokely, who is the, uh, the artist and creator of, uh, Six Gun Gorilla. Um, so the Bad Karma crew. Which um, were very gracious to us and, and complimented us on helping sell their book. Um, uh, that would be Jeremy Hahn, B. Claymore, Seth Peck, yes. um, and who am I forgetting? Uh, who's the Who's the fourth guy? Who was the I can't remember. There? Damn it! Uh, I'll get the I'll artist alley list just says bad karma crew. Yeah, I'll, I'll get that in a second. Uh, as you said, David Nick Nick Dragota, uh, Mahmoud, Cliff Chang, Cliff yes, Cliff Chang, Marcio Takara. Matt Kinn. I, I didn't see him this year. He was always oh, okay. busy. I didn't get to see we, him. I think, I think we, we stopped and talked to him for a while on Thursday because he yeah. had that commission for me. Uh, Matt Kent got to meet Matt, Matt's wife. I didn't get to say hi to him. Yeah. It was great that Matt had a huge line for a lot of the con. Again, um, nice to see well, a guy. What were, you, what were people asking for specifically? What did you guys um, tell me? Mind management. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mind management. Even I was writing everything. It's mind management is what people are asking for. Yeah, I was stunned when we went up there, actually, that he didn't have any copies of Red Handed on the table because I think that's the best OGN of the year so far. Um, and they were going to rectify that. They just hadn't gotten them from the publisher in time for the first day. Um, again, Rafael Albuquerque, Ramon Perez, Todd Nock, Alessandro Vidi and his wife. Um, 
Andrew McLean and his either wife or girlfriend. Sorry, I don't know which uh, which she was. Uh, Billy Fowler, another uh, yes. part of, uh, he's part of the Sarah Richard their crew. Um, uh, as you mentioned, Bob Layton, Bob McLeod, uh, Chris Burnham, Claremont. Yes, Burnham Claremont, uh, Chrissy Zulo, uh, DMC, uh, Dave Bullock, Eddie Barrows and his son. Um, Philippe Andrade, who was one of the few guys that I had earmarked to get a jam piece from, and I, I just forgot to follow up. I, uh, he's part of the Essential Sequential crew now. Um, as you said, Frank Cho, Fred Van Lenty, Jeff Darrow, uh, Greg Pock. That, that was just going to say, yep. Yep, which, uh, you know, was, was nice to chat with him. I said a quick hello to Jim Calafiori, um, which I was just on my way to get a page. I don't think you guys were with me. Uh, Jerome Pena, Jim Chung. Uh, we didn't see Staranko. I was hoping to see Staranko, but I think he must have been on the main floor on, in a booth or something. I think you're right. He was in uh, a water tank. So was Jamal. We barely saw Jamal Eigel <laughs> Yep, saw weekend. Jamal Eigel almost randomly. And Jamal, if you're listening to this, I didn't get a chance to pick up my Molly Danger hardcover at the booth, so I will need to pick it up some other way. We could figure that out. Uh, Julian and Micah. Uh, again, Julian, sorry we didn't get out dinner, man. We owe you a dinner. Uh, or, you know, dinner, hang out and have dinner. Um, Kari Randolph. Hmm? Ian Levenstein. Yep, Ian Levenstein, um, the CGS crew, uh, Maat, another one of the, the Daryl, uh, podcasting crew, uh, Kari Randolph and Emilio Lopez, um, uh, as you said, Klaus Jansen, said a quick hello to Larry Hama, um, but didn't really get to talk to him for very long. We didn't talk to Lee Weeks, which kind of baffles me. Yeah, but he was, he always looked busy. He had a crowd around him for just about the entire weekend. True, true. Uh, Mark Laming and Rachel Deering shared a table, and uh, just a shout out to Rachel Deering has a Kickstarter right now for a really fantastic looking horror anthology. So I would recommend that to people that are into horror comics. Um, Mateo Scalera, Matt Petz, as you mentioned, uh, Michael Walsh got to meet Miko. I think it's Suyin, You say because he was sharing uh, a table with um, uh, with he Michael. Said it was uh, Swyan. Swyan, okay. Uh, Norton. Uh, we got to meet uh, and briefly chat with Nicola Scott. Um, uh, said a quick hello to Olivier Coipel, although he was swamped for most of the time. Yeah. I had had some illusions of buying a page from him, but it didn't end up happening. Uh, Paul Pope was supposed to be there. Did you guys see him? I did I not was, see him. I, I really wanted Dude, to see him. My pants were on the whole time, right? Yeah, <laughs> true. There yeah. you go. Uh, shout out to Rob Guillory. Um, Another faux pas again to have to do again. Uh, didn't get a chance to hang out with Rob Liefeld. We we actually talked even about having a meal together this weekend, but it didn't end up happening. He he was there all day Thursday, part of Friday, and then we didn't end up seeing him over the weekend. So say la vie. Shout out to Robert Atkins, who of course was there and, and uh, always nice to see. Uh, Ryan Brown, Ryan Dunleavy, Ryan Stegman. Uh, let's see. Um, Going down the Sean Murphy, just a quick hello to him. He was not at his table very often, and when he was, he had flocks of adoring fans, as you would expect. Uh, Tim Seeley, uh, Tom King, of course, Tony and his lovely fiance. Uh, quick hello to Brian Hurt, although I didn't really get a chance to follow up and talk to him very much. Uh, someone we didn't say hi to, but it was nice to see they had a huge table, was uh, Amy Reeder and Brandon Montclair. Who were, you know, I guess presumably getting a lot of positive reception from Rocket Girl, uh, which they just came out with. Um, just going down the list here. Let's see who else. Uh, you guys mentioned Alex Saviuk. 
I mean, shout out to anybody else while I'm looking. If you, as you guys look, I just have a list here. Uh, I picked up, I picked up a couple of prints for Renee by uh, Abraham Lopez, mm. who um, I, I he actually he had the table right next to Stokely. Um, has some really nice, um, really nice pieces on display. Uh, he's he's on. Uh, I have him right here, but he's on he's on Deviant Art. Uh, it is, um, naturally, naturally it's not right on the one. Oh, because they're not on the prints. Thank God. Uh-huh. Uh, only because they were in big print letters. So they're not actually on these prints. I'll, um, but go to DeviantArt and look up Abraham Lopez. These are of Ariel since Renee had me watch The Little Mermaid the weekend before, uh, the convention. And, um, they are very... I, I like the way they look. They might end up being hung in my room. So there you go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, boy, you guys mentioned mentioned Dave Johnson. Uh, that's interesting. Dave Dorman was supposed to be sharing a table with Kevin Eastman. I guess Kevin. Yeah, I saw the sign, but I don't know if mm-hmm. Kevin ever made it over there. Yeah, I didn't see him. If he was, uh, let's see. You guys shouted out Dexter already. We shouted out Ed McGinnis already. Um, Eric Kennedy wasn't there either. Because I, I had to actually talk yeah. to um, Essential Sequential about getting maybe something from him, but he wasn't there, and I completely forgot about it until I looked at my list of people that I meant to uh, chat with. Um, let's see. Eric Talbot. Yes, thank you, yep. Eric Talbot. Correct. Who else? That's um, that's pretty much it, I would think. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Yannick Paquette. Did you I didn't talk oh, to him? I, yeah, I didn't talk to him very briefly. Who did you? I mean, anybody we didn't mention, Vince, that you may have intros from. I'm I don't want gonna, you. I don't want you to spoil the intro. No, I'm I not going to say, but we got a lot of awesome intros. We do. Yes. Spice it up, but I'm not going to yep. reveal any because that would be spoiling it. True. Just listen every week. Damn it. That's true. For the next week, year and, and week. Yep. Actually, I think Tommy and, so, and Shannon are still in New York City, so maybe they'll listen to this on their on, on the plane ride home. Look at that. Oh, sniggity All snappity. Right, we got to wrap this baby up. All right, dude, relax. We don't want to miss any shots. <laughs> Since when are you keeping a clock? No, right? I'm just thinking of how I'm going to have to edit this piece. Yeah, because we have uh, yeah, houses. You'll hook it up, though. You always do. I always do. You always do. Uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. I'm real thrilled on the list, man. You know? You uh, to, you, now that we've gone through the trouble of mentioning all these people, you don't want to not mention, like, one it's person. It's true. Yeah, you're And they're right. going to be like, what about me, dude? Uh, but we've done a good job. I'm, I'm almost to the end here. I don't see anybody else that we haven't shouted out here. Let's see. Uh, was there any other listeners that we met that we didn't? I didn't see Joey this year. Um... We did, uh, yeah. I yeah. Don't, I don't remember any of this stuff. That's why you guys are the best with the lists. No, that's good, dude. I think we got everybody, at least all the people that I have marked down. So if we didn't shout you out, apologies. Uh, as, uh, as, as Sean Pryor often says, and I always think it's apropos, uh, uh, blame my head, not my heart. Aww. I like that. I like that a lot. Nice, right? Look at that. Mm-hmm. You know who else I like? 
Discount Comic Book Service? Discount Comic Book Service. Yeah, DI, DI sponsors. DCBService.com can get you your comics, get them fast, get them in pristine condition, and get them, most importantly, very, very cheap. In your travels, I'm going to reiterate what I said before. If you haven't yet, do yourself a huge favor and pick up Mike Norton and Tim Seeley's revival because it's amazing. It's their thing. It's the book that uh, they will be known for, for which they will be known uh, forever because it's a, I, I think it's just a, a really tight piece of work and it's unlike anything out there. Even though Chris pimped it, Hmm. I'm pimping it now, so take Jeez, it seriously. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it's a great, great book. And Mike, I'm sorry for not not shoving it down people's throats before this because it's just fantastic stuff. You're so you're, you're so selfish. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, Corey Booker as well, who is uh, New Jersey's new senator. There you go. All right. Ending on a high note. The uh, you know what I I'm going to probably maybe my anger might have subsided by next week, but I'm probably going to rip into about 10 issues. But I'm trying to focus on the positive here. So, um, Damn. Continuing, yeah. the, continuing the momentum that, that, that that's on the upswing, check out Mr. Jeff Lemire's Green Arrow. Yep. Uh, Andrea Sorrento is the artist. Sorrentino is the artist. Um, the, uh, it's, it, it is, um, it's, it's good. It is good. Well, it's seriously, it would have been, it would have been very easy for anything to be good <laughs> following, following what came before it. Yes. But I am, I am so, pl- dude, I'm, you have to read it. I, I will go into I it really next don't. week, but it, it, this is, I'm, I'm enjoying the show. This isn't the show. There are some things that, the, I mean, yes, there's an island involved. Yes, they're introducing Diggle in the comic, but um, I, I think Lemire is doing some neat things regarding um, tweaking Ollie's um, origins or his interactions with with characters that we know Green Arrow interacted with in the past, pre New Fifty Two. Um, we have a new Richard Dragon. We have um, there's uh, there's a um, there's uh, some things may just I'm, I'm thinking you just change the look just to change the look but uh, Vertigo's look is unique and and uh, and and eventually I'll read the uh, the Villains Month issue. Oh, he's a creepy bastard. Um, to to get some more info on him, but I think uh, Lemire I think started with with seventeen and it's it's been uh, I think we're almost up to twenty five if that didn't come out. Today it'll come out soon, I guess. But it it's, did not come out. Okay, today. so okay. twenty-five is the next issue. Um, it's been, it's been really, really good. I am, I am quite happy to say that I'm, I'm enjoying Green Arrow, which I haven't since Kevin Smith and Brad Meltzer, and even, even the winning stuff when, when Hester and Parks were drawing it. And it's, I am enjoying Green Arrow again. Nice. It's your turn, dude. I know. Read East of West. What I want to shout out, because like you said, it was a, the con kind of subsumed any reading. Number four, you finally read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
in your travels, uh, well, two things. In your travels, go to uh, bargaingraphicnovels.com, which is the uh, one of the parts of Tales of Wonder. Because in announcing that they're merging with our beloved sponsor, they're also announcing huge sales. Really? With it, including uh, all all uh, artist editions are uh, one hundred dollars. So actually, while we were recording, I bought the Mad Artist Edition, which is two hundred dollar cover price for a hundred bucks. Nice. So shout out to them. Um, and then when it's time to read. Um, fitting end to our adventures this weekend. If you aren't, do yourself a favor and get caught up on Infinity because it's been terrific and we will likely jump into Infinity number four and anything else that comes of it uh, in the next week or two. And uh, I can't wait to talk about it with you guys. Yay! Nice. Kirby New Gods Artist Edition. Yes! Come on! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did we even talk about our trip to get the, uh, to, to, to... Oh, no, I'm gonna save the, the manga talk for next week. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's when it'll have the most effect. You do you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being here once again. We'll be back next week, same time, same channel. Join us because we love you so much and we couldn't do it without you. For reals. You're the best. Thank you for, uh, being here with us this three hours and uh we love you so much we'll be back next week bye remember to call us call us and leave us an itunes Power review to too us. There we go. we're getting kind of uh, not stagnant but they're they're trickling in we would like a, a gush bring it a little bring bit of a gush yeah we love you get out of here go Peace. go do something productive Peace. bye that's dirty call me that said fuck this week. I did? You did. What did I say? You did. You you, you said F. Dirty mouth. I, I chuckled. Bye. No, we're the baddest of the bad. Coolest of the cool up DMC, I rock and roll. DJ run, I rock and roll. It's not a trick or treat, and it's not an April Fool. It's all brand new, never ever old school.